The moment has arrived. The red light is on. I'm sorry. I'm Dave Van Auken. Maddie Levine here. Ruthless one, L. Dawson. Hey, guys. The heart and soul of the show, Ryan Quinn. Happy to be back, like you said. Jillian the Savage Robertson. Boom. I'm Jonathan Ramakan. We got Bree Eckert. Hey guys. We got my boy Blake here. Hello, people of the interweb. The Fight Bananas Show. Every Tuesday, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Fight Bananas YouTube channel. What up, Dave? What's up, Miss Maddie Levine? How are you, friend? Bro, I am just living. I'm trying to get by today. You know, it's like after a long weekend, a long holiday weekend. Your job is like, oh, let me just pile a bunch of stuff on you as if you're not still in a coma from Thanksgiving and you're not like sluggish. Today has been a day, dude. I like just walked in. I was like, I got to be somewhere at one because we got to talk MMA. Yeah. I'm like, ah, but anyway, <laughs> happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, friend. And dude, I, hopefully you had a great week. Hopefully you had a great like Thanksgiving day itself and a great weekend. I did. Because I'm not going to lie. It was, mine was just absolutely greatness. Charleston, South Carolina, ton of family time and just a ton of downtime. I know the PFL was Friday night. We'll definitely jump into that very, very soon and really jump into it. But it was just a very calm, like in a way with like, uh, with what we do and, and with piping as and stuff, it was just very low and it was just a, uh, it was awesome. It was just a very cool, just okay. like, hey, we're going to get away from yeah low key we're gonna get away with it for a little bit and uh a lot of family time it was good good like good that. getaway mine was mine was a bit different um i live in rhode island as yep. you know and know my in-laws live in deerfield beach florida so we decided that we were going to have thanksgiving in florida this year i gotta say thanksgiving it, it it's it's a little different when it's not new england you know yeah. it's like i i spent 30 years celebrating Thanksgiving in New England. And it's just got that vibe of like fall and football. And you know what I mean? Like, so it was like a, a little weird to be in Florida, but I'm not going to complain. It was nice. It was very nice. Uh, we brought the pup. We brought the dog. So that How was-, was that. How was that like being mama bear for like a trip <laughs> and flying and all that? How was like that? A full on dog mom. It was good. It was okay. stressful. Um, thank Let's God go. for uh, my vet for, you know, giving me a little something, something to help the make the flight go easier for our puppy. But uh she like, 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 like parent, like a kid, like, well, a little no, she, she like gave us like a little something, something to okay. get put in her food. And she just passed right out on the flight and it was great. Um, she did great. So it was, yeah, it was a little different to have Thanksgiving, uh, in Florida, but cool. it was nice to see family. It was nice and low key. And now we're back at it, man. We're back at it. Back at it. Let's, I, I feel like I did a little bit of a weak job. I do, do. I can talk about Thanksgiving for the next 30 minutes, but let's do a little bit of this introduction of the show. I feel like this is kind of my uh, decent at, right? Dude, Chase Hooper, the dream coming on yeah, the wait. show. I love me some Chase Hooper. He's coming in, guys, at 1.15 Eastern time. Grant Dawson. Dude, so I'm going to – that's a curtain, L. I mean, L, Maddie. L, Maddie, this is a curtain right here. Right? Okay. So like me and Grant and L, we we had a little meeting yesterday and we were talking some stuff. And then like we had a 145 time. We had a couple of different people maybe going to come on. Dude, I love me some Grant Dawson. It's just, it is what it is. I'm a Grant Dawson guy. I love some Grant Dawson. So we had a couple of different people going to come on and whatever, whatever, and didn't happen, but I'm fine with it. And you, Maddie, you know this. I was like, Hey, 
I'm fine with just me and you. We could kick it. Like, dude, yeah. you and I could talk MMA for an hour straight. Like, gab. I love guests. I am appreciative of anyone that comes on the show, gives us our time. But if they don't, I can go for two hours and talk MMA and I can, let's go. I'm ready, right? But so L text and they're like, hey, yeah, the person didn't come through. But we have Grant. Grant can come on 145. Like, do you want? I'm like, dude, you don't have to ask if we want Grant. We always yeah, want just, Grant Dawson. You tell us, you tell us, okay, Grant's coming on. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, well, like, I move pieces around. Like, I will, dude, I will choke Jillian the Savage Robertson. I will do something. <laughs> I will make room for Grant Dawson, you know? All right. so, Done deal. Grant's coming on at 145. I line up. Jillian the Savage Robertson's coming on at 210. Our dear friend Kayla Rocco, K Rock, she's coming on at 2 30. Nice. Uh, the caboose of the show. I like that. I like caboose that. She's fighting at Combate this weekend down here in Ooh, South Florida. Combate so, Global. Got it. Saucy. Saucy. You, you can take, you can just run with that one. <laughs> That's all I got. That was awesome. Okay. Wow. I just, uh, yeah, I'm a good actress, if you will. So pack show, of course, our dear friend L is going to be coming on soon. It'll probably a little bit right after Chase. And then she was just going to be sticking with the show for the rest. I just, I love it. Uh, this is going to be a great show. It's a live link. Um, we might have a multiple other guests. Impa Kasanga and I surprised us last week. And he just won a million dollars. Dude, that man, like just what a million dollars. Surprise what a Cinderella story. He's every time I open my phone. Whether yeah. it was social media or like, you know, whatever it was, that man's face was popping up because what a Cinderella story that man has. Like, such an incredible story. I'd love to have him back on. I think we should have him back on and talk and about it. We will. We will. Yeah. Like, you did text me that, and I'm going to do that behind the curtain. You said that he was just on every show, and I just didn't want to like no, ask him it. again. And he was just I on mean, our show just, last week. So it's just he's what an inspiring guy. Like no, it's like it's like he just it's changed his life, you know? So yeah. pretty wild, but we do have some really cool guests lined up, but yeah. should we dive into the headlines that have been happening over the past oh, few yeah. few days? So uh let's take let's peel back if you will, uh the headlines that have been circulating in the MMA sphere and it's basically going to become the Sean Strickland show for a second <laughs> because this man is yeah. so unhinged. Um Constant content. Literally constant. Content. Um, so obviously he's been in the press because of the Ian Gary situation. But before we get into that, most recently he held a man at gunpoint. Uh, you know, NBD, no big deal. A man stumbles onto his driveway and here's Strickland thinking that the man's attempting to steal his car. Turns out this guy is fleeing from security. Now, these are the words of Sean Strickland, okay? This is what he put under the Instagram post. The guy was drunk, stomping out a girl. A security guard seen it. He jumped in his car, drove off. Security followed him, hit a curb, completely shredded his tire, drove on the rim for a while, jumped out, tried to hide at my house. He was arrested. I have so many questions. So, <laughs> so many. many questions. So did you, did you not see this post? No, I, I saw the post. Okay. And so it's kind of wild because he has the ring camera, right? Yeah. He takes us, he takes us on this little journey, right? He takes us on this journey, walks out his house, like Terminator style, like here I come to save the day. I did not expect him to pull out a gun. I was like, whoa, bro. You think he has guns himself, right? I, I was shook. Like I'm a girl from Rhode Island. Like 
license to carry is not really a thing where I am. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, yeah, like that's pretty standard for a lot of places to like defend your home in that way. And I'm watching the video and I'm just thinking like this dude could have picked any house on the block and he picks Sean Strickland's, the most unhinged human. That's a- <laughs> It's That's the crazy. worst luck ever, Maddie. Worst luck ever. But you know what? God is good. He works in mysterious ways. And that man is a shit bag. So I think he ended up at Sean's house because God was like, all right, we're going to teach you a lesson in a really, really shitty way. But uh, yeah, you don't hit women. And when you do, you get hit by Sean Strickland, apparently. So um, what a wild story. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if where to believe and what not to believe. And like the whole thing just looked really weird. And like, I watched it five times, right? Like I know, the, the I ring video of the guy, like it looked shady. The whole thing just looked super shady. And on Sean's part or the guy's part, the guy's part, not, yeah. Sean, not Sean. Like the, yeah. the guy is hiding in between Sean's two cars. Oh yeah. Yeah. He so, had every right to go out there and be like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Right. But then to have it take that crazy turn. Right bro yeah. of course it happened at his house like you gotta be shitting me that guy so, has the worst luck ever the worst luck ever but it's pretty crazy to think about i mean we could go on and on i mean this whole ian gary situation i don't even know if we have enough time to get into that because th- there are so many different layers to this i am lucky enough to know layla personally And so I'm able to kind of read the fine print of what's actually going on. So I would love to share my two cents. Um, But I believe our first guest is here. So we we definitely will. We'll we'll get into that. Like that. It was so wild. I think there was no UFC this weekend. So like that just took over the whole Ian Gary Strickland wag thing. Like that just took over that thing. So. You push all the buttons, Matt. You're in charge now. You're the the boss. Okay. Like we said, we have a lot of fun people coming on today. And uh, this dude, he is just an incredible martial artist. And he's literally growing up in the UFC right in front of our eyes. Uh, Chase Hooper, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. Where are you joining us from? Uh, Just home. Enumclaw. Good old Washington State. Uh, it's cold up here. Not, Washington not quite State. Florida weather. You could not get any farther away from me. I'm Rhode Island, so and East we're Coast. Daytona Beach, Florida. We're like, uh-huh. we're just island. national, baby. I love this. Uh, yeah, Chase, man. First of all, congratulations on your victory. Um, just absolutely, to me at least, was your best performance in the octagon. So let me just start there. Do you think that was your best performance in the UFC to date? Um, I think. I don't know. I, I think it just shows that, you know, I'm in the right weight class to where my body can perform at this level. Um, I feel like the last one was pretty good, but uh, yeah, it's nice to get a first round finish against, you know, a, a guy of this caliber, like yeah. someone that, you know, like he fought Patty um, and he fought Patty in the O2 arena, like in front of the home crowd did pretty well. So it's a, it's a nice little benchmark, I guess, to kind of see where I'm at and, you know, see where I'm fitting into the lightweight division and UFC as a whole. Who's that Patty guy you're saying? I, I we don't know him. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> um, first of all, how did you have a good Thanksgiving with the family and all? Um, 
we, that, you know, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving. We talked about that for the first beginning of the show. Uh, we, we both, Maddie and I both had great Thanksgiving. How was I think Thanksgiving this, I think for- this man had a great Thanksgiving. He was housing a whole pumpkin pie to his face. I don't know if you saw that. Post. I have not seen that. Yeah. It was pretty low key. Just hanging out with, uh, the wife's family and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still bulking back up from from the fight, so uh, just pretty mellow. I don't know, nothing too crazy, which is uh, how I like to keep it. It looked like you had a blast eating your pie and that sort of thing, but it's always nice when it's coming off of a victory. And I couldn't help but just love the video you shared of Guy Fieri dapping you up. Do you have a relationship with Guy? Like, do you guys know each other? Uh. No, I mean, not, that was my first time seeing him at an event. Um, but it's because it's kind of dimly lit in the apex, but that, like, the frosted tips, like, spiked up. That just, that stood out from across the room. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just made eye contact with him in school. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I'd like I mean, to foster not, that. Not many people, you know, have said that they can dap up Guy Fieri. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. sweet. Um, are you, would you consider yourself a foodie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get really into watching, like, food stuff when I can't eat it, like, especially when I'm dieting. Like, we were watching, uh, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives, and all that, like, kind of while I was in camp, just, like, me and me and the lady at home, uh, that was, like, our pre-going-to-bed uh, show. I don't know, I, I like, uh, I like food a lot when I can't have it. Um, That's wild. Yeah, I don't That's know. Okay. That just sounds like a meant, like, you're just, like fucking with yourself like so it's like my husband does this too like when he's in fight camp he'll like be watching these like in basically food porn of like desserts and extravagant pizzas like that doesn't feel like torture to you uh i don't know you get something out of it and that's that's enough for me so i mean yeah i i would like to eat all that stuff but uh you know i just try to save it for later and uh yeah that gets me by i guess that's awesome. Uh, so obviously, you know, first round finishes are wonderful. Uh, but as a fighter, you always want to try and pick out something from the fight that you can go back to the gym and work on. So, I mean, what is something that you were able to take away from your latest victory? It's hard when you finish the first round, but there's got to be something that you're looking at where you're like, okay, here's what I would hope to do next. Um. Honestly, I felt like that one was pretty solid. I, I really, um, I felt like I did a good job of like kind of trusting my instincts a little more in the, in the fight, which is something I've been trying to develop. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt like any spots that he put me in, I felt like I was pretty solid at getting out, but I wasn't worried about the grappling really. Um, honestly, I thought he was going to be a lot sharper than he was. Um, so that was kind of a surprise when I was in there. I really like went into that fight expecting a lot of stand up. So probably 90% of the camp I was working on checking kicks. Like he's got a very weird style mm. on the striking and the grappling as well, but I was really preparing for the stand up stuff. Um but I, I guess it more just kind of affirms that, you know, I'm heading in the right direction. Um you know, my grappling is still, you know, world class and I can, you know, be up there with with a guy that's you know, what was he, five and two at that point in UFC? So great winning record. Um, he just signed a new deal. Like, UFC wants to keep him around. He's a big name. Um, so, yeah, I think it just kind of affirms where I'm at. And uh, obviously, I'm still trying to build my striking and my wrestling outside of 
that, but it's not just for, you know, this next fight. I'm trying to build that for the next, you know, 10, 20 fights. Mm. Um, I'm trying to really just keep developing these, uh, you know, career long skill sets more than just fight to fight stuff. Chase, when you said like, just in that, at the beginning of your answer there, you were like, Hey, I was working on that. Like is, um, listening to your instincts in a way, like, do you work on that in camp? Is that something that you can only kind of do in a fight? Cause of course you can only really get that kill or be killed in a fight. We hear it all the time. You can work on it and spar, but there's nothing like a fight. There's nothing like a kill or be killed other than a fight. Is that when you can work on it the best only in a fight? Or is that something you can do in sparring or in training? Uh, I think to a certain extent. Um, but a lot of it's really not trying to not slow down and think about things when you don't need to. Like uh, knowing that, like especially in a fight, like when you have the adrenaline going, if you're thinking about stuff, like you're a couple steps behind usually. Right, right. Um, like you're conscious brain is going to be behind your you know autopilot so it's trying to to recognize that and it's just knowing like especially on the grappling side of things that's a lot easier for me usually because i just have so much more experience especially you know competing and just kind of doing it in general like what am i i'm coming up on uh 15 or 16 years i think of of jujitsu so i've been doing it for a minute um i know and like subconsciously at this level, like my body knows when I'm in the right positions, you know, when I'm in danger, that type of thing. So it's just recognizing that and, uh, you know, just uh, keeping moving forward. I, I don't think it's super, um, I don't know, you can definitely get that in training, but it's, it's hard to do it um, when you're going lighter, like you have to go a little harder in the right. spot and all that to, to get to that level. My probably my, uh, I guess my most fun question or my biggest question, or my most important question for you is me as a father of four, I've been following your career. I'm now like the commentator of Island Fights and I saw you live at Island Fights. I've been following your whole career since the contender and everything you've been doing now, my man. Um, when you kind of said that after your post-fight speech about you being a father to be soon and all that, like that just like, I'm like, man, like, dude, this is so cool. And you were like, the teenage dream and now like been watching you since a, you know, literally a kid and you growing up into a man and now you soon to have you, your own kid. Like, it was just like, it was weird. It was like, I was like in a weird dumb way. I was like, it was a proud, like, Oh dude, that is so cool. I was like so proud from afar. And I follow your wife on socials and all that. It was just like super cool. So like, how is that all going? How excited are you? Have you thought about like what kind of father are you going to be? And and and, and is all the MMA stuff, are you going to try to push that? I know it's a lot of stuff there for you, Chase, but um, just kind of all that fatherhood coming to me. Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, just try not to be a bad one. I, I think that's sure, the sure. goal we can have. But uh, sure. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it's just kind of the natural progression of things. Um, I think it's more uh, more of a motivation, obviously, to keep winning fights. Right now, I'm not just doing this for you know myself and my wife. Like I'm trying to provide, you know, mm. trying to support uh, you know a, a kid to to grow and and all that. So it, it's definitely extra motivation. Um, I definitely you know felt that a little bit going into this fight, but it was really like, and we kind of discussed it like we're we weren't trying to get too serious about talking about that type of stuff until after the fight. 
Okay. Like really just trying to focus on, you know, the, the problem at hand, which is, you know, which was Jordan and, and trying to get that win first. But uh, yeah, now that, you know, now that I have got the win and, and there's a little bit of time between fights, now I can kind of just, you know, relax and enjoy, enjoy that side of things and, and try to, uh, you know, because for, for the weight cut and all that stuff, like there's a lot more, um, I'm the one that gets to be a little needier. So now it's switching it back and, and letting her be the, the one that's getting pampered and all that. So, uh, good man, good man. <laughs> when it, um, how, how close are you guys? Uh, she's not due until like mid June. So we, we still have a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You got far off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I found out after I got back from South Carolina, um, for okay. going to train for this camp. So yeah. Nice. So you still well, got time to like really yeah. process it and yeah, yeah. let it sink in and that sort that's of thing. Wild, man. Congratulations with that, man. Really, that's yeah. a it's the best thing in your life. Like I the one advice or the one thing someone told me, and it's like the truest thing ever, it's gonna be your highest highs and your lowest lows. Like there's just no way about it. Like it really is like it will be the best moments of your absolute life, but then some of your like your lowest lows like they're just nothing will you know grab your heart like what a, a kid does negative and, and stuff it's the craziest thing but it's the best it's the absolute best thing so wow so Maddie. i'm sure i'm sure you have your eyes set on the lightweight division are you a guy that likes to keep tabs on the people in your division or are you the type of guy that just kind of you know worries about your own path and sees what's right in front of them um i mean i i definitely will keep an eye on definitely like the other lightweight fights, but it's really, um, you know, I got to fight him one at a time. So there's no reason to be stressed out about, you know, cause I think, uh, I just saw the number the other day, there's like 95 or 96 lightweights in UFC. It's by far the biggest division. So it's, it's pretty stacked. There's not, uh, I'm just trying to keep my head down and focus on what's next for sure. But you know, whenever I see a lightweight fight pop up, definitely keep my eye on it. Uh, especially when it's kind of this, because uh, there's so many really tough guys that aren't ranked. Mm. Um, keeping an eye on those type of guys, the ones that UFC might offer, you know, and another fight or two, or you know, here coming up next. So it's trying to keep track of, of the logical ones, and then you know, maybe putting a little uh, a sticky note on the guys where I'm like, oh, I think I could beat that guy. I think that'd be a great matchup, and I think uh, you know, it makes sense. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. There's a bunch of lightweight fights coming up on Saturday that I'm yeah. sure that you'll be yeah. chiming in on. Just one that I can't wait for just because of who he is as a person, but Clay Guida is on the card, and that dude is so ridiculous. Um, that's going to be a great one. Uh, but the co-main and the main, we're looking at the lightweight division, so any you know ideas on how maybe Jalen Turner and Bobby Green is going to go? I think uh, I heard this. It was a pretty solid point is that uh... – Jalen Turner and, and Dan Hooker kind of have a similar style. Like they're both, you know, lanky strikers. So it wasn't too much of a change up for Bobby Green, which is probably why he picked that fight over, you know, everybody else in the lightweight division that was looking for it. Um, Good point. Good point. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see Bobby Green's, you know, he's a vet. I think he's kind of coming into his own now. Um, his last fight was what Tony, no, so Grant, our guy Grant Dawson. Grant, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's been staying busier than I thought. Yeah, I was at his see, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, this is a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, we, we don't talk about that fight, though, here uh, at Fight Finesse. That oh, fight doesn't relax. exist. Fair enough. I, I think I'll take uh, 
think I'll take Bobby Green on that one. Okay. okay. And okay. then we got uh, Darius and Sarukian. That's I such mean, a good fight. That's that going to be wild. So that one's going to be really fun. What are your thoughts on that one, Chase? That's a good one. I, I, uh, Honestly, either way, I think I'm happy with whoever wins that one. I want to see some new blood, like, up towards the top of the division. Um, obviously, Darius just had the loss to Oliveira. And I, Sarukian had a really close fight with Makachev, like, right after he got into UFC. So I think um, I'd like to see either of those guys, once they get the win, uh, you know, popping up for that title shot pretty quick. I'm tired of seeing, you know, Poye, Gaethje, uh, you know, Chandler, Oliveira, these four or five guys, I'm tired of seeing them just, you know, circling around the title. We want to see right. some newer, younger guys. Um, that being said, I, I think if the Benil that showed up for the Oliveira fight is fighting um, Sarukian, I, I think Sarukian takes it. All right. Hot take. I like how you're... Um... You're very realistic in a sense of you You seem to really focus on what's coming next instead of looking at, like, I can't wait to be, you know, in that one, two, three. Yeah, I call, I'm calling out Michael Chandler. I want him right I now. Know. No, yeah. but, like, you know, there's some people that would come on here and be like, I want the champ, you know, and it's like, settle down. Uh, but in your honest opinion, when do you feel like maybe, one, you're, you're ready to do that? Or ideally, when do you want to start really – like honing in on the top 10 uh honestly we'll we'll see how i start doing this next year here i'm uh we're already talking to the matchmakers trying to get something something booked hopefully march or april like i i want to start banging out fights um i feel like i'm in a really good spot both weight wise um you know mentally i feel like my skill set's coming together so i want to start kind of banging out these fights and, and really seeing how i'm competing with some of these top guys um, or at least just the, the top of like the unranked guys for now. Um, and you know, if I get three fights and three wins this, this coming year, then obviously I'll, I'll start looking up a little higher on, on the mountain, but, uh, keeping my head down for now. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, bang out some wins here, uh, next year though, being more active. And when, when you started in the UFC, how you were 20, right? Uh, yeah, my debut in uh, 2019. I mean, that's so wild. Like in a span of, I guess, four years, how, how much do you feel like you've changed as a fighter and as a person? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been what eight fights. Um, it's, that's been a really big thing for me recently is kind of just realizing the adjustment period of being in UFC. Like when I went from fighting on the local shows to fighting on the fight pass shows, um, even contender series, that's, that's nothing compared to, you know, my UFC debut, which was on a crazy card. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. It was Max Holloway, Volkanovski won. Colby Covington, Usman won. Uh, Peter Yan fought Uriah Faber. Like, it was an insane card. Um, fighting, you know, in T-Mobile Arena, going from, you know, the local show to that was a huge step up. A lot more pressure, all the media stuff. Um, and I think it really took me until... Uh, not the Levitt fight, but the one before, like having, you know, six, seven fights in UFC, it, it, I really think it takes that long to kind of adjust to that. Hmm. Um, and obviously like I'm growing physically and my skill set's grown a lot since then. Um, I think I'm a lot more well-rounded than I was. Striking's a lot better. Wrestling's a lot better. I feel like my IQ's better as well, but I think that's been the main thing is, is adjusting 
to the mental side and, and just to the pressure of, of being in UFC. And now I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's normal, which I never thought it would be, but, uh, I have a process, like when I get to the venue for the fight, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I just have it figured out now, I think. That's so awesome. I mean, to say at 24, you have it figured out, dude, that's awesome. What dude, kind of it? I was like stealing like Skittles from 7 Eleven. Like, that's what I was doing at 24. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I had nothing to I did not crazy. have my shit together at 24. That's Absolutely. for damn sure. Uh, we have a fun it? game. I do want to play with Chase, but I do have one fun question beforehand. And I think, Chase, you and I have talked about this a couple of times on previous podcasts and shows. Is always about you and what you do with UFC Fight Pass. Have you kind of like what's next? Or I know with you kind of getting with more fights and even with the family stuff, I know you might maybe want to put that on the back burner or not. But what do you want to do going forward with Fight Pass or with a podcast of your own self or like a show or on this kind of commentary side of this stuff? What do you want to do on that MMA side of things? Because it's it's crazy how much money is it on this side of the fight game. It's it, it's absurd. It's it's where a lot of people are doing it now. You see Anthony Leonard Smith. You see what Dean Thomas is doing. A lot of people are like, wait a second, I can do this and get this now. It's it's wild how much is out there. Yeah, I, I think um, you know obviously you you want to be as valuable to a company like UFC as you possibly can be. Right. Um, but it's also like it's not smart to just base all of your money on just the fights because again like your paycheck it's it's a 50 50 you know if you lose you only get half that paycheck right um where if you win you get the full thing it's hard to base your life off of that so it's nice to have something more stable um i would love to do more commentary stuff i feel like uh i feel like i'm getting there as far as you know i i can uh, i can ramble a little bit as you can probably probably tell but uh you know i i feel more confident with that side of things um but yeah i'd like love to keep doing more fight pass stuff we'll see what their budget looks like next year and and try to uh you know spend as much of that money as we can on on doing cool stuff but uh yeah I, i mean it's really just um trying to have things besides just the fighting that you're making money from and you know, all this stuff's cool. Um, it's it's cool to be able to be on the commentary side or to be able to do interviews and stuff for Fight Pass, at least for me. Like, it's it's cool to, uh, yeah again, see the other side of the business besides just the, the cage fighting side. Yeah. For sure. All right, Matty, you want to play the game? Do you want to – I'm bad at, like uh... – like explain that you want to explain to Chase how we play just, it. Just hold your horses, okay? All right, my friend, we're gonna play guess the fighter. So you have ten questions that you can ask. They have to be yes or no questions. In Dave's hand, it is a name of a fighter. So you are trying to guess the name of the fighter. You can ask any questions. You have 10 questions. We're not going to give you a time limit because that's not fair. So 10 questions, yes or no, begin. All right. Uh, let's see. Maddie, they- that was really good, by the way, Maddie. Well done, Maddie Levine. Wow. Do they weigh uh, more than 155 pounds? Yes. Do they weigh more than 205 pounds? No. Okay. Ooh, good questions. So two. Have they ever held a belt? Okay. So I wasn't going to, I shouldn't say yes or no, but. Dave does this every week. It's, it's yes kind of, it's a, or it's no. A, not in the UFC. 
He never had a belt in the UFC, but another organization he did. So yeah. all right. That, that's a that's a I do that's a yes, you know. So <laughs> all right. Uh well, that should help a little bit, you know. He kind of had does it two kind of careers, maybe. Are they uh striker? No. Okay. Let's see. Are they Brazilian? No. Okay. I'm not, I'm not getting anything yet. Let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to. I want to play too. Okay. So they're in between. What is it? They're in between a. 55 and 205. 55 and 205. Okay. We got what? 70 and 85. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see, are they uh like Eastern European, like Russian? No. Okay. He is he is all American, but not <laughs> not that guy, but he is an all American through and through. Oh, okay. Right. I think right. I know. Well, no, because he's kind of a striker. I don't know. We got, mm. we got six questions. We got four left. I'll give you a hint when it gets close, but all right, all right. Uh let's see. Is he uh has he been a coach on uh tough? <laughs> He's like, uh I wanna say no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wanna say no. They should have. He should have done it with someone, but they 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 didn't go. <laughs> oh, okay, I know who this is. Yeah, I think I got a good. You can guess whenever you think you got it. And Chase, we we're fighting bananas, and we kind of know who you are, and we're kind of a little bit funny, so that should that that should help a little bit. So, you got three mm -hmm. questions left. You got three questions left. All right. Um, let's see. Has he fought for a belt? Not in the not in the UFC. Ooh. All right. Not in the UFC. Hmm. Two left. Oh man. That took away my guess. Ooh. I was pretty confident there for a second. How many does he have left? How many Two. questions? Two questions? All right, let's yeah. see. Hmm. Not a striker. All right, all right. This is hard. Yeah. This is the best game ever. Like this is like we should just do this for a living. Let's see. Is he uh is he from the West Coast? <laughs> I love how he never knows. <laughs> Shit. Um I have to Google that one. Go God damn it, Dave. Uh, All right, maybe it's time Dawson to knows it. Dawson knows it in the comments. Maybe it's um, time to give a hint. I think he is from the West Coast. And I'll give you the hint, Chase. Maybe you saw him during your family Thanksgiving reunion. Oh, oh, is it Ben? Yeah. Ben uh, Askren, let's go. I'm thinking Colby. I was too. Ben I makes know. way more sense. Good question. He's a West really Coast good. guy, right? Ben's a West Coast guy? Uh, he's Midwest. It's close enough. Midwest, Midwest. That's why I'm like, I know you, I didn't think he was West Coast. There we go. Ben Askren. Well, thank you for letting us torture you for about five minutes.
Dude, Chase, you're the man, man. I, I like it's so funny. I do. I remember your island fights. I remember Dean Tool back then was like, dude, keep your eyes on Chase Hooper. He was uh, you know, champion you back then. Then the contender run. Uh, you're on the same one with Mike Davis and Sadiq Yusuf. That yeah. fight was like insane. People still talk about that fight. So it's been crazy watching you from afar, man. So uh congratulations on all your uh success, man. I'm so happy for you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, Chase. We'll awesome, talk to you soon. Talk to you right. soon, brother. Right. Dude, love us some Chase Cooper. I know. I love that kid. He's such a good-hearted kid, you can tell. Oh, and look who's there. What's up, El Dawson? I didn't know we were going on. I, was, I just appeared. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I pushed the button, Maddie. I'm sorry. You were in charge. I, I knew it was you. I was like, I didn't press anything, but okay. I, I've been banned from controls after that, that one is time. True. I turned that is very screen. true. That is sit, sit on your hands. I noticed that I now only have one button, and this is a good decision, guys. This is a very good decision. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, Dude, welcome how to good the show. was Chase Hooper? He was awesome. Dude. Oh, that was super great to watch from the, yeah. uh, the He's funny. He's funny. Awesome. I really enjoy him on social media because he keeps it funny. You know, so he's great. like, he's just lighthearted and just so unassuming. <laughs> so unassuming. So How was your Thanksgiving, El? Oh, it was good. We had two Thanksgivings. We had Hell yeah. uh, Thanksgiving with my family uh, near Fort Lauderdale, and then we had a Friendsgiving on Saturday with the gym peeps. So, oh, nice. Lots of food. Lots of food. See, that's funny because you would think that fighters would be like watching what they're eating. Eh, depends. Depends if, if out of camp, fighting, they're, they're gross. Out of camp, they're gross. Yeah. That's yeah. so fair. That's so when so we're fair. outside of camp, it's oh, dude, disgusting. They took me to Shake Shack once. It was like, are you guys really doing this? Oh, no. So good. Shake Shack. How about, the, how about the sushi order? Like, dude, okay. I'm telling this story. I thought I was going to take this to the grave. I'm I'm doing this right oh, now God. for the Fight Bananas people right Jeez. now. So I was lucky enough. I, I stayed with Grant and Elle at their house one night. They they were so gracious to have me at the house. I was like, I was going to do the very gentleman thing. I was like, dude, that dinner's on me. I, I'm going to get dinner and we're going to get some really fine sushi. Grant's going to come on the show in seven minutes. So I'm going to give Grant some of what I think. I'm like, dude, let's get some, let's get some nice sushi, right? Let's get a couple things. All of a sudden, Grant's going to, like, he's calling it. I'm like, yeah, I want this and maybe that. Elle's like, oh, I want this one thing maybe or a two-thing noodle. Grant Dawson goes, uh, yeah, he's, like, calls in the order. He's like, hey, I want number 14, 17, 23, 28, 22. Amazing. He gets, like, nine things. I'm like, Grant, aren't you a lightweight? Like, I I thought we're ordered for Francis Nagano over here. It was crazy. <laughs> he's a heavyweight at heart. Exactly. They all are. They all are. It is so yeah. funny. It was awesome. It was good food, though. It was good sushi. There's some good sushi in Florida. It was That's it's way better here than it was in Missouri, definitely. <laughs> I yeah, I could see that. South Florida to Missouri, I yeah. could see that. Yeah. Well, Dave, do you want to keep going with headlines, or do you want to dive into PFL? Um, let's keep doing the headlines, and we got Grant coming on seven minutes, and then yeah, yeah, keep yeah. So I want to get about Sean Strickland deserves more of our time. <laughs> So, L, you missed. Uh, we were talking about how Sean was holding a guy at gunpoint, so that was pretty crazy. Um, that was wild. Uh, of all places for this guy to stumble upon, he chooses Sean's house, and I'm just like, how? How does that happen? Um, thank God that guy got arrested. But what continues to pop up in the headlines is Sean Strickland versus Ian Gary. So, 
I'm going to try and do the Reader's Digest version of this saga that has unfolded right in front of us. Strickland decides to go online, share his grievances with Ian's relationship and Layla after he finds out about their age gap, which is 26 years old and 40 years old. Basically, now I'm going to clean this up. He finds it weird that uh, Sean took Layla's last name or excuse me, that Ian took Layla's last name, that Layla wrote a book about how to be a wag, which is basically how to be a wife and girlfriend for an athlete. Um, a young athlete. A an young athlete, athlete who is younger than you. Yes. And now Ian is threatening to sue. Guys, where do we begin? Where should we begin with this? Because I have so many things I want to say. Oh, I, here is, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at here. If you... If you are going to go out in the MMA community and you are going to print out t-shirts with Jeff Neal of all people's mugshot from a DUI where nobody got hurt, that wasn't like he is not a bad dude, you're going to go out and print out somebody's life mistakes on a t-shirt to profit off of. You're going to accuse probably, arguably the most, one of the top three most liked kindest human beings in MMA of being, of abusing his children. And then you're going to make fun of one of another, one of the most liked fighters in the, in the UFC, who also happens to be your teammate for simply loving God. You better have your shit in order because people are coming for you. I'm sorry, but I feel no sympathy for Ian Gary in this situation. I get it that you're promoting fights, but there's there's promoting fights and then there's personal attacks. And when you personally attack everybody around you, I it's it's hard to complain when it happens to you. Like you better you better have a home life like Dustin Poirier if you're gonna go out and start attacking people. It's like you better be a freaking family man and a good ass husband and a good father. And there better not be any dirty laundry around for people to dig up. Right. And unfortunately for Ian Gary, there's a lot. And it's like you you can't you can't dish it out and then not be able to take it. That's I think, where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with if you're going to dish it, you have to be willing to take it. And to threaten a lawsuit is so hypocritical. That's and that's so, the shit. That's especially crazy. after the Magni issue. Like Neil Magny so... has grounds for a defamation suit and he didn't yes. do that. Like yes. So I thought that was a weird take. Where I get concerned or feel bad is a better word is for Layla because the things that now listen, listen, the only reason I'm going to say this is because this is coming from a person who I know Layla. I know this person. Oh. I've, I've, I've interacted with her and Ian on several occasions and anybody that has ever interacted with them will tell you they are the nicest, kindest people that you will meet. This Ian Gary that we see now, that's not the Ian Gary that I met. So I'm just going to put that out there. But this whole attack on Layla is very interesting to me. First of all, the age thing. This wouldn't even be a conversation if Ian was the older one and Layla was the younger one. I truly think that. Because well, I don't think the age gap is the issue. So, yeah. So we could knock that one off. The book thing. She decides to go on her Instagram story and kind of explain in her own words the deal with that book. 
She used to work for OK Magazine. And if you're unfamiliar with Layla, she's actually, um, what's the word? Like a correspondent, um, a media journalist type of person in the UK. She's right, very right. popular in the UK. She wrote this book around the time of the World Cup. And when she was working for OK Magazine, she did a lot of gossip columns and like, you know, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, light, lighthearted, I guess, or satire. She wrote this book in satire. And that's what she's saying. Is that true? I don't know. But she said the UK humor is very different from the American humor. I can agree with that. She's saying it's satire. She's saying it's not real for people to read her book and take it seriously is crazy. Um, is that true? I don't know. But the whole age thing, just shut up, Sean. Like, that's not a thing. Right. The book, not a great look, but... Does, does the ex-husband live with them? No. That is all no, I want to no. know. She, that's she, she did share... Um, and I'm only saying the things that I have been public. So, I mean, she of course, of course. she did share with me kind of the whole situation about that. And when they divorced, her and her husband, her ex-husband... Uh, it managed to stay very amicable in her eyes, she said. Um, I guess he was, um, there was something in his life where he was becoming a monk or something like that. Like he was getting very close to God in a, in a certain way. And so when the, when the divorce came about, it was fine. And then for their son, they wanted to stay as amicable as, as amicable as possible. So they kind of kept their son, um, in the same home, but they didn't live together. It was very, it's a very confusing dynamic, mm. but, um, and then the whole name thing, the Machado Gary thing was because they didn't want Layla's son from her previous marriage to feel left out from the rest of the family. So they all became Machado Gary. There's layers to this, you there's know, no and, there's, and there's two, and there's two sides to every story. Of Who course. the fuck knows what's real or what's not, <laughs> but, God damn it, Sean. He's good at staying in the headlines. He's so good. Another one who's really, really good at what he does. We're going to bring on the show real quick is Grant Dawson, and he will attest to this. The one thing I would say to all this mess is the one thing you don't do and fight it. This is the one thing, and Brendan Schaub says this, and a lot of people agree with a lot of things that Brendan says, and a lot of people don't agree with this. says, you do not sue and fight it. Fighters should not sue any fighters. Fighters should fight other fighters. And especially, you ready for this one? It's not like these guys are flyweights and heavyweights that will never match. Dude, Ian Gary's a welterweight. Sean Strickland's a middleweight. These fuckers could go at it. Like, these guys and these, like, they're not close. These guys are big names. Like, these guys could literally fight each other 10 pay-per-views from now. Ian Gary's a big enough name. If he gets a win and, and barks at Sean Strickland, especially if Sean Strickland loses to DDP, that could legitimately be a fight, a big money fight. You don't throw out the suit thing. Well, and so I think that's, that's all I got to say about that. I think let's Ian is in. always thinking about that. Like, he's always trying to set up huh? narratives. And it's like, shut he up. <laughs> yeah. But let's bring in our next guest right now. UFC lightweight stud and a, uh, you know, a semi-Star Wars fan. Let's bring in Grant Dawson. And we got double Dawson's on the show. What's up, Grant? Separate rooms. What up? Dude, <laughs> I love that. Separate rooms. Did you hear house. the sushi story? Is that true? Did, did I hear what story? The sushi story. What's the sushi story? About how much sushi what? you ate when <laughs> when Dave was buying. <laughs> oh no. I'm assuming this was off of fight camp. 
<laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. I, I love sushi. If I'm getting sushi, especially if somebody else is buying, I'm going ham. There we go. So there we go. That's and now it's a true story. It's uh we have uh, the defendant that has uh spilled his beans. So great man, how's how crime? Yeah, you have definitely confessed. Uh brother, how are you doing? How uh, did you guys we asked L, I would assume the same kind of answer for you. How was Thanksgiving? How's it's a uh, to me it's the best time of the year, Thanksgiving into Christmas, last 30 days of the year. How's life going? It's good, man. Um, yeah, we, we had two really good Thanksgivings. Um, we went over to Johnny Eblen's house and, uh, I managed to win $25, no 35 bucks, uh, in a game of liars dice between me and eight other people. So that was great. Wait, should I know this game? I don't know if I know. It is the best game. I don't know. It's the best fight week game on planet earth. It literally, it it takes, well, so basically what you, everybody has five dice. Um, you, you, you shake them up and you don't show anybody your dice. You got a cup covering it. And all you're basically trying to do is guess how many dice are in the table. Like everybody's included, but you only know your dice. You have five dice. And when you have like. How many of each number, Dave? Not how many. Oh, so like, oh, like there's eight threes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect okay. example. And there's okay. different rules to it. You can't go over this number. There, there, there's different types of rules to it, but basically you hit a point where somebody is like, okay, there's 25 sixes and there's only 20 dice. So, you know, that's not true. So you say BS and Gosh, if you're right yeah. and there's not that number, that person loses a die, oh, but if you're wrong fun. and there is that number, you lose a die. And it just goes like that until there's one person with however many dice he's got left. I'm going to sound like such a nerd right now, but has anybody seen the movie Pirates of the Caribbean? I think it's at World's End. Yeah. They play Who that dice game. hasn't seen that movie? Okay. Yes. Hey. Has anybody not seen that? But like, <laughs> they play the dice game. You know that scene on the boat? Yep. Yep. Is oh, that yeah. the game? No, I don't. Th- I think that's oh. a different game. Okay. That's I was like, oh my God, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Boom. I Dude. could be wrong. Now I'm actually going to go back and check to see. If I know. We got to We got to check that game now. Yeah. See if that's the game. That's awesome. Really fun game. Maddie, I want to be a nerd here. Has anyone ever seen Johnny Depp? He's made $800 million on Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. I don't know. Has anybody ever heard of the movie uh, Pride and Prejudice? (laughs) It's a little unknown. Avatar. Has anybody ever seen Avatar? Moulin Rouge. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we're, we're, I will get into UFC Austin. Um, you know, there's four lightweights in the main event, co-main event that you might have some interest in, or uh, you might, you know, you might be in the octagon in one day with those guys, or you had in, uh, before. But I do like, we haven't had, the, we've had the conversation a little bit and we've had it with L a little bit, but I definitely want all four of us to have it for at least five, 10 minutes with PFL acquiring Bellator, and I just would love to have a 10-minute open conversation about what do you think it could be? Do you think it's going to be amazing? Do you think it's going to be awful? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? What do you think it's going to be for the UFC? What do you think it can be for a UFC fighter to come this way? What do you think it can be for a Johnny Evelyn to go that way? Just want some open dialogue. Uh, let's start with L, and then we'll go L Grant, Maddie, me, and we'll just kind of spin it. I uh, I think you know kind of where I'm at with it. I think that this could be a really good thing or it could be a really bad thing. And it really all depends on how PFL handles the roster that they now have, which is enormous. They already yeah. had too many fighters for the tournament structure. If they continue the tournament structure and try and break up 
and, and break up these fighters into regions, I think that's the worst thing they could possibly do, in my Great. opinion, Great. because it's just if you have PFL Europe and PFL Asia and PFL yeah, too many uh, things Abu Dhabi or what, whatever, it's you're you're just going to have a way too thin of a roster, and I, I think you're still going to have to end up cutting a lot of people, which is going to put the UFC and MMA in general in a really uh, difficult position. One, because I think the UFC is going to want to sign some of the better talent that gets cut from, from the Bellator PFL roster, which puts local signings on hold because if they sign 30 guys to the lightweight division, they're not going to be signing any, you know, eight and one regional guys who have been working their way up, which puts kind of a standstill because those guys are at the point where they can't find local fights anymore because right. they have so many fights. It's time for them to go to a major promotion. And if that major promotion can't sign anybody new, it's it's just bad for the sport all around. Now, if PFL says, okay, we're going to have Bellator shows and PFL shows, or we're going to, everything's going to be PFL, but we're going to have one huge tournament each. This is what I think they should do. They should have one weight class every year, one weight class, huge tournament. Some people are in the tournament. Some people are not, but on top of that, they have an entire regular schedule for the season as well. Mm, it's kind of right. like what Bellator is doing. Or right, right. Fight one night, pay-per-view tournaments. Like, exactly. there should be a pay-per-view once a month, a fight night once a month, while the major paper, while the major tournament's going on. Exactly. Like, the tournament can be involved with the fight night and with the with the pay-per-view. Like, it doesn't need to be its own entity. Like, it can just be its own thing. Like, it needs multiple shows. Like, the, the roster is so freaking big. The PFL, we need that entity, PFL Bellator, whatever you want to say over, it's just the PFL. That's what I think it's going to be in two years. I think in next year, it's still going to be both. We need three shows, two, three shows a month, like what the UFC is doing. If it just does one show a month, it will be a disaster, a disaster. Great. Or if they just do the tournament, that's even less because it's oh, like I a know. season. You Brutal. Know? Brutal. Uh, I actually, I, I disagree a little bit. I think that this is only bad. I, I don't think okay. I don't think there is a good way that you can spin this. And the the reason why um, th this is an issue that I see that I don't see anybody talking about. But outside of the UFC, and you might be able to argue PFL, MMA is dying. MMA is a dying sport right now, and it terrifies the crap out of me. Uh, the UFC has had a habit in the last couple of years of signing guys five and zero, three and zero. Uh, even a couple of two and O guys. And uh, I used to think it was just because they, they wanted fresh blood and they wanted to grow these people. I've now realized it's not because they want this fresh blood. It's not because they want, it's because these guys outside the UFC are struggling so hard to find fights. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to fight each other. Nobody wants to, everybody wants to protect their record. Everybody wants to do this. Uh, if you're doing this as a hobby, you're not going to take tough fights. If you're doing this as as a, a career path, you're not going to take tough fights. Everybody is getting so good at this point. Nobody is fighting each other. Therefore, it's really hard to sign these these new guys because they're all three and zero. Oh. When I got signed to the UFC, I was twelve and one with twelve finishes, and everybody I fought had had a win had been on a win streak. It's it's just one of those things where I see this sport dying, and now you take out another big promotion where. Uh, you know, okay, maybe I can't make it to the UFC, but I could make it to Bellator or PFL or 1FC. Nobody wants to fight in 1FC anymore. 
Bellator is not going to be a thing in a couple of years, which is terrible. So now you have two options, the UFC or PFL. And PFL right now is hemorrhaging money. Like, I, I have no idea. I'm probably the biggest MMA fan on the chat right now. And I didn't buy PFL because I didn't want to spend money on on the, the PFL tournament. They just I just wasn't interested in watching that and paying money for it. So it, it's one of those things where how much longer can PFL hang around? And if it does go... I just don't see how this sport is going to be able to last, you know, my lifetime, I'll be fine. But the next generation and maybe the generation after that, I just don't know how uh, MMA is going to survive as a sport. Yeah, I, I think the next question is like, how how do you bounce back from this trend that we're seeing? And it's so true because, you know, I'm in New England. I see it on the New England scene. A lot of great, great athletes, but you make such a good point of like everyone wants to protect their record and then they get that shot at the UFC and they haven't seen that talent yet in the cage. And then they go, zero and three and they're cut. And now what? And I don't think that there is a lack of people that want to do MMA. I think MMA as a hobby is doing really well. And people that are interested in making it a career is doing decent. But I guess the real question is how do we get away from this idea of, well, they can't get fights, so let's sign them and see how they do. You know, like. I, I really, I, I love that question. I really think there's only one answer in my head um, th that I can think of. And that is the UFC has to step up because this really is the UFC's fault. And I'm not playing the blame game. They've done such a good job of, of doing what they do. They have so much extra money. I think it's up to them to really save the sport. And I think eventually what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to buy smaller promotions and be willing to pay fight good fighters, good young fighters, a little bit more money to actually fight. If you get a 2-0 and guy and you're like, hey, man, I'm going to pay you 2000 to show and 2000 to win, that is pocket change to the UFC. But to a young guy, especially yeah. a hobbyist, as you just mentioned, that's a lot of money. And so now yeah. I'm I'm 2-0. and I'm willing to fight this 5-0 and guy because I'm going to at least be able to pay my bills for the next, you know, I can afford to take off work uh, to train for this fight because even if right. I lose, I've got that little supplement right there. And I've only, when, when I was 2-0, and I made, I was making like $600. That's it to win. And I'm, I'm very happy for the struggle and everything, but fighting was different. I fought seven times in one year uh, when I was outside the UFC. And I know that's like, crazy even for back then but i really feel like it's up to the ufc to have to save this make the contender series a show that is year round you don't right. just win a fight and get a contract you're on the contender series you fight for the contender series you're fighting for the contender series belt you got the belt you're signed to the ufc i love right? that it, it, they're signing way too much talent and they're not giving enough um incentive for guys to take tough fights and literally, I like my point. The Grant had it. And you froze, man. It stinks. I like. I'm literally right on my notes great, with a PFL pen. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And Grant had the point about the PFL, and it just it's anything in life. It's like everything goes downhill. Management and any big company goes downhill. They just have to make the best or the right decisions. And this next year is so important. And it's scary because like. Sometimes I, the whole Francis thing is so uh, scary. Like they're so on the Deontay Wilder thing. And I don't know if it's you guys and I like, yeah, L, you just did it. I'm just not amped about it. Deontay Wilder versus Francis Nagato. I'm not. I don't get it. just pull in with Jake Paul in an MMA fight. I'm just not amped. Like they have so many great fighters. 
one, it's already a part of the brand, and now they just got all these great fighters on Bellator. It's like, man, make Johnny Eblen versus this fight. Make Patchy Mix versus this fight. Dude, if they don't make, if they fuck up Kayla Harrison versus Cyborg, if they don't make that a main event for a pay-per-view, that's like... They, they, They're already they talking about not up. doing that. They're already yeah, talking about the, Cyborg and Pacheco, and Pacheco. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I respect it. Marissa Pacheco so much. She's a two-way class champion. She just beat Kayla. I respect I we we've had Larissa on the show. I have so much love and respect for Larissa, but Kayla gets the fight. I'm sorry. They need to bubble Kayla fight. versus Cyborg. This fight has been like a dream fight for three, four years, a mega fight that we need to see happen. So it's like if they don't do that fight, it's like PFL. Like if they fuck this up, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> well, and, and like you were saying too, it's uh they have, like you said, they have this huge roster of amazing fighters, and and it's like they want to do the same the, the same problem Bellator had. Bellator didn't promote their fighters. How do you not promote a guy like Johnny Eblen? I know. Like, how do you just not promote that guy? And if they do this, and they're trying to find people that are already big and make these super fights, just promote your guys that are talented. Do what the UFC does. The UFC pushes their young, talented, right. big character guys, and it works. Like just. Copy them. Copy paste. I feel like they're just so desperate to have like that viral moment and like, here's our star, come and watch us. And it's it's not a rostered fighter anyway. So right. why? Like, just, yeah. So I wouldn't I'm pay totally for. I wouldn't pay that. to watch Deontay Wilder fight Francis and Gotten. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'll probably do it like illegally, like try and find a stream. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm just like curious, you know. But. Crazy. Anyway, but I, I have to bow out, friends, but I believe we have our next guest yeah, or our next Jillian, we just coming on as well. Worldwide. Maddie, you're the best. We'll uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, friends. Bye, Later. Maddie. All right, so Maddie Levine is dropping out, and we won't stay three wide for long. We'll go back to four. What's up, Jillian? How are you, friend? What's up? How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good, doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm not, I feel like I haven't been able to get rid of this cold. I've been sick for like, no. I want to say once a week, every month, the last three months. That uh, sucks. It's been that rough, sucks. but other that than sucks. that, we're doing great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll get back in this PFL conversation. Cause I would love to have you a part of it as well, but we've been asking now everyone that's been coming on the show. You had a good Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving for you? How was the weekend for you? Um, well, I was sick and I'm cutting weight. So <laughs> Not great. <laughs> it was not good. It was a great weekend. But uh good. yeah, so I just slept a lot this weekend. Uh obviously only PFL, no UFC this weekend. So that was a bit of a bummer. Not as much fights, but uh like you said, still good fights this weekend. Your girl though was like the superstar of last weekend of the UFC, though. Uh Aline from Perez, GOAT. She was like not even just the win, but like everything around her seemed like it was her weekend. She was amazing. Oh, yeah, it was like the twerk heard around the world. Yeah. Like, it just went completely viral. It was. It was crazy. We'll get back into that when it's just you. But we got 10 more minutes with Grant. Uh, PFL. Um, Grant, like, let's kind of finish up with the PFL. Like, I know I don't want to beat a dead horse. If And you would probably maybe like this. If you were in charge of this PFL Bellator merger, Jillian, I probably will ask you kind of the same question. What would you do? What would be a thing you'd be like, okay, this would at least get us through 2024. This would be a good, um, you know, direction for the company. What would you do if you were in charge of it? Man, I mean, that that's something that is, is so above my pay grade. I, I don't understand the, the, 
what what money they have. I don't understand what's going on. If I have unlimited money, like Saudi Arabia is just giving me oil money and, and I can do whatever I want. I think the biggest thing that I would try to do is, is keep the organization separate and not do crossover fights. I know everybody's excited about crossover fights. Wow. And I understand, I understand the appeal to that, but you have to realize that the the crossover fights, they last one pay-per-view and then you've completely demolished uh, uh, one champion on the other side, right? Yeah. So yeah. If Johnny Eblen, if Johnny Eblen fights, you know, whoever, and let's say, God forbid, he loses, which I don't think would happen, but if he does lose, Just every the fight opposite. he, he wins, that, that the other champion's dead. The weight class exactly. is dead. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Then it completely diminishes the other belt. There's a reason why the UFC has never done crossover uh, fights for, you know, champion versus champion. And it's a good reason because if they do lose, which could happen to anybody on any given night, it immediately shows our belt isn't the best belt in the division. And I think that's what uh, Bellator was struggling with doing the Ryzen fights and doing stuff like that especially with Ryzen because yeah. nobody here other than the hardcore fans knows what the hell Ryzen even is. So it's like your champion just lost to this Japanese dude that I've never heard of. Like right. obviously your belt isn't really that important because right. your, your champion is losing to guys we don't even know. So, so I would definitely try to keep them separate and, and raise the, the how good the champions are in, in each division. The other thing that I would do, and I think that Bellator has struggled their entire career with this, is I would put more money towards promotion because I am a huge MMA fan. There's a lot of Bellator guys that I really, really enjoy watching, and I have no idea when they're fighting yeah. because Bellator isn't pushing out Instagram posts. They're not, and I follow Bellator. I follow their Instagram. I follow their kickboxing Instagram. I follow their Facebook, yeah. and I never see you know, who's on the undercard. I never know about it until we've tuned in to watch the actual card. And I'm like, oh my God, Aaron Pico, my favorite 145er that isn't in the UFC is fighting. I had no clue he was fighting. Like, right. these are your guys. Push them out, get them, you know, out there. And I understand that they might not have the money for that because they're trying to overpay their athletes to make the UFC look bad. But now you understand why the UFC isn't doing that. Right. Such but a great point, UFC. Julie. I'm going to go to you next with this. But great, it's such a great point, and that's why I feel like the UFC is so easy. The one thing, the UFC fights in Austin this week. Guys, it's Saturday night. We all know it's Saturday night. I remember when it was the Makochev pay-per-view. Like, we at Fight Bananas, like, made it such a big deal. Remember, Elon or Benisher were like, guys, it's not Saturday night. It was such a big thing. It's like, Julie, remember, we were like, Charles Oliveira, Makochev, it's not Saturday night. It's Saturday morning. Like, it was such a big deal that it wasn't Saturday night. Every UFC, we know Saturday night around seven o'clock, a fight will be on. Like every UFC, that's when it starts. That's when it's on. The Bellator is it Friday night, Friday day, Saturday, Saturday night. Like we have no freaking idea. It's crazy. You have no idea. Gee, what would you do if you were in charge or running the PFL slash Bellator of next year? I agree. I feel like it's so much about like marketing, marketing, marketing. Like I feel okay. like you don't see anything of that from Bellator at all. I love it. I love it. Like the thing, and I think L, we talked about it all fair. And I like my number one thing is I would put, I think Grant, I think we agree, but maybe disagree on the one thing. I would put them all together. I want my, if we're going to go against the UFC, let's do it. That, let's go for it. I want all my roster together. I want 300 fighters all together under one umbrella. I want 
a huge roster and I want to just copy the UFC kind of typical thing. I want two fight nights per. I want a contender series-ish like what the PFL does. And I want a pay-per-view every month. I just want to like the UFC does it. It works. I want to keep that, that register. I want to keep that platform. Like I don't want tournaments here. I don't want different things here. Imagine like we talked about it. Imagine it, what the belt, what PFL is doing with it, with it being a different country. That is so crazy. Imagine if Conor McGregor was not fighting Dustin Poirier because he was in Dublin, right? Like right. It's so re- crazy. Have the best fighters, all your fighters under one roof, multiple fight nights a month and one pay-per-view a month and just go, just go. You have enough fighters. I want Johnny Eblen main evented. I want Impa Kassan guy main evented. Oh, it's a pay-per-view. Kayla and Cyborg go. The next one, I want Patchy Mix main event in a fight night. I want, you know, uh, Larissa Pacheco a fight night. All the pay-per-view, Francis Nagano, you're the pay-per-view. And just just go. And just and if you make it, you make it. If not, fold. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, just that's what I would do. I no, and what- I, I think that, that especially for the female divisions, PFL is wanting to add these female divisions. And right. there's already, like, women's flyweight is already so slim. Like, it's already slim pickings. Why would you split it down the middle and – and split the Europe girls away from, you know, the yeah. U.S. girls. I know they haven't added, like, female flyweight to the to the tournament yet, but they are. Like, they're about to for the Imagine U.S. Imagine Shevchenko like, was not in the UFC. Imagine if she was, like, in UFC Europe. Like, it's it's so nonsense. Yeah. It, it, it's I, a Grosso, I, UFC Mexico. I don't know why you – yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know why you'd split everything up. Nuts. The the other thing, too, and I feel like that they're they're struggling with here, is the UFC didn't go worldwide until after they had established their superstars. You know, George St. Pierre fought in Vegas most of his career because they didn't want to jump across the ocean or whatever it is to, to, you know, start going towards that fandom. Your fandom is going to watch you whether you're in their country or not. So I think they need to stop, you know, like they got Dakota fighting in her country and doing stuff like that. And, and I get it, but all of those fans are still going to watch PFL if she's fighting in Vegas. So what I would do too is like spend two years. We're just fighting in, in Vegas. We're flying people in. I would get rid of the tournament completely, to be honest. I, yeah. I absolutely hate the tournament because we've seen the same guys fight each other over and over and over. And then it also takes away, like if you have the champion and a guy who can't quite get there, but it's a really fun matchup. We never get to see those types of matchups. So that's one thing that I would do is, is stay in the country until you've built your superstars, then start branching out, which I, I'm no mathematician, but I feel like that would save a lot of money as well. You would think, cause then they would have like, they'd have, okay, we want this event center all year. Okay. Can we get a bundle deal if we do however many days? You know, however, or however many events in this one year, it's got to be cheaper than finding an arena in Dublin this month and a different arena in London this month and then a different arena in D.C. this month. It's crazy. We lost Grant. I think uh, yeah. they can't have two Wi-Fi's under the same house. Uh, the Wi-Fi Dawson. in the bedroom must be trash because I'm doing <laughs> fine in here. <laughs> you are. You I'll are. Well, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Uh, UFC Austin is this weekend. We really haven't jumped into that at all so far, G. Uh, Really cool main event and co-main event. Both 155ers. I would love to have Grant's input, but I I think we lost him. But G, this card. Huh? You want me to tell him to come in here? It's up to you. Up to you, friend. Up to you. But um, 
have you for one couple uh, good fights on the prelims and the stuff, but on the on the co-main and the main event, has anything interest you, G, on this fight with uh, Armand versus uh, Benny Darouche, and then Jalen Turner kind of on a short notice with Dan Hooker's arm getting hurt once again versus Bobby Green, which is just to me, I think it's going to be a super exciting fight. Those are two great fights. No, I think this whole card is kind of one of those like low key cards that nobody's yeah. really expecting. But like, yeah. I was just looking at the names on it and like. Like you said, all firefights. Like, yeah. J- Jalen Turner's got to be one of my tops right now. Like, I love his style. I feel like he goes out there to finish no matter what. He's either looking for a sub or looking for a knockout. So, I'm like, Jalen Turner's always exciting to watch. Of course, Bobby Green going against him. <laughs> Grant heading out. <laughs> He's going to go get food. <laughs> um, I'm, very, I'm very hungry. I'm going to go get food. <laughs> Grant, real quick. I One question on this. I always love this question. Are you 100% rooting for Bobby Green because of the last uh, time you fought him or are you don't care at all or you want Jalen Turner to win? I hope he gets knocked out in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> I because I think I think that I would absolutely smash Jalen Turner. So instead of having to fight Bobby again, all I do is I let Jalen Turner whoop his ass and then I call out Jalen Turner, beat Jalen Turner, and then everybody thinks it's a fluke. I, that's that's the answer I kind of wanted to hear. Thank you, sir. Have a good meal. <laughs> Uh, real, real quick. I do think that Jalen Turner is going to smash Bobby. I, I, if he makes weight, which I don't think he will, but if he does make weight, I think he will knock out Bobby in the first round. That's all I'm saying. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, keep going. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Okay. Yep. There you go. So both we had two Jalen Turners. There we go. Oh, you kind of agree, disagree, or say yeah. Case? I, I would think my only concern with with Jalen Turner is. A, the weight cut, and, and is he going to be in shape? Because, man, that dude is the biggest lightweight I've ever seen. Like He's, he's huge. He's like a light heavyweight, it looks like, right? It, yeah, it's it's huge. insane. It's insane to me. Like, you see him next to some really big guys, and it's like yeah. he looks like he should be a middleweight. But yeah. I – so I do – that's my only concern is the short notice and how tough his weight cuts tend to be. But if he does make weight, then I think that's a sign that he has been training – and like, I think that's a good, like, if right. you're a better, I would wait till weigh-ins. Like, yeah. let's see he what makes Jalen's weight lie with Jalen. Uh, um, Dawson, but- great point. Rob Font versus Davison Figueredo. Are you kidding me? Like, that's so usually, funny. that's like a fight night main event, especially with Davison Figueredo, one of the best flyweights for the last two years, moving up to Bantamweight. And then what's his first fight? It's Rob Font. Like, who, who, who doesn't watch a Rob Font fight? I love that fight. Gee, who do you have in that one? Uh, I think that's a tough one because I feel like Figueredo's kind of been like the top of the division for years. Like it's kind of just been like him and Moreno for a while, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then so it's like it's a new challenge in front of him. Um, I actually think I want to side with Font on this one. I, okay. I think it, it, his striking is just a little bit too crisp. I love that boxing. Yeah, his boxing is so good. If he can, uh, you know, put the jab out there, stick that jab out there, and kind of what he did to Andre Yanez, stick that out there, and then just that one overhand and could be lights out. L, who do you have in that? I, I think I'm leaning with Jillian here. I, my only thing is we don't know what Figueredo looks like at 135, which I think right. is really interesting because he's always kind of been classified as a gasser at flyweight, but maybe that's the weight cut. Like he's a huge flyweight. Maybe what he needs to, which I would tend to think that typically if you have poor cardio at one weight class, that usually carries over. But maybe maybe he's just been killing himself with this weight cut. Maybe right. we see a totally different Davison Figueredo at 135. But I, man, Font is a tough fight for your first fight up a weight class. So tough. Like his jab is so good. I thought Adrian Yanez was going to win that fight. I thought he'd be right. a more powerful fighter. Thought he'd win the jab battle. I, I gotta lean Font as well. 
like Rob Fawn is that guy. He's a tough fight, not even for Figueredo's first time in the weight class, like for anyone, like for O'Malley, for Cheeto, for like anyone in the division. Like, oh, who, who do you have? Oh, it's Rob Font. God dang it. Like, that's a tough fight. Like, Rob Font's that guy. Um, that's a couple one. Even isn't it Sean Brady versus is it Gaslam? Yeah, uh, Sean Brady versus Gaslam, Misha Tate versus Alva. I'm like, wow. yeah, that's, pay -per -view? that's on that's on the prelims, Misha Tate. I'm like, dude, that's, that's mind blowing me. Yeah, like, that's dude, crazy. Here Misha Tate is a freaking like pioneer. Like, she's Misha Tate, yeah, like she really, she's like a, I, I, I know it sounds corny, she's like a, a walking icon. Like, she is yeah. like from the early strike four years and to what female MMA is now. Like, Misha Tate, all the love and respect to Misha Tate. Um, and Julia Avila is underrated. She oh, yeah. is. She's like, really super underrated. Yeah. She's, she's probably going to win. She's good, man. Yeah. That girl's good. Um, dude, Dawson, thank you for the – dude, it's, Dawson's our stack guy. We got to give him a job here at uh, Fight Pass. Right? Last time Figueroa Fossil won not named Brandon Moreno was November of 2020. Wow. We are November of 2023. We are almost in 2024 right now. That is mind-blowing stat. Thank you so much, That's Dawson. Bad. Um, let's give the main event some love. I love this main event. I'm just a, that's who I am. I am a middle-class hardcore MMA guy. Benny Darush versus Armin Sarukian. Like just, uh, get, like that gives me chills this fight. I love this fight. I couldn't believe that Sarukian was that high of a betting favorite. Like he is almost a three to one betting favorite. And I, I know MMA math doesn't make sense, G, and you can probably contest to this. They both fought Gamrot. Benny beat Gamrot. Gamrot beat Sarukian. Now, Benny and Sarikian is fighting, and now Sarikian is the big-time betting favorite. I know that doesn't make sense, but that's kind of crazy to me. Elle, let's start with you. Who do you have in this fight? I, I have to root for Armand. He's my teammate, and he's such a talented, such a talented guy. Absolutely. Like, um, <laughs> No, like, I got to. I got to. I like Armand a lot. He's a, he's a very talented fighter. Um, he's, he's a nice guy. He's very quiet, but he's, he's a nice guy. Um, and, man – I was surprised to see the I was surprised to see the odds the way like you said I expected the line to be closer but if we really look at what Armand's done across the board then the line does make sense like he had a very dominant victory recently Aryush is coming off a loss but I I get what you're saying I understand how big of a step up this is for Armand this is absolutely the point where we see what he's made of, you know, like this is the point where man, if he dismantles Daryush, like title contention is absolutely, he's absolutely deserving of title contention. If he's not quite there yet, then maybe not, you know? L and I know G I'm going to let you run with it. And you know how much I love you L I'm going to totally disagree with you on that. But I, I get what you're saying with it. And maybe I would even pick Sarukian to win this fight too. But I think either man doesn't deserve to be a betting 300 favorite. Like, that's my point. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you think Sarukian has a better chance to win or his class of fighters are better, like, to get TKO'd by Charles Oliveira in the first round, who who hasn't lost to Charles Oliveira? Like, that's a that's probably the best lightweight loss other than Islam Makhlchev. And, you know, and Sarukian has that. So it's just like, I don't think uh, Sarukian should be a minus betting 300. Like, he maybe should be the betting favorite, but minus 300 to me is just like, wow. Should be a like, close line. Yeah, exactly. I, I was surprised to see as big of a gap. That, that's that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Gee, who do you have in this? By the way, dude, expertise. That's a uh, podcast expertise to charge the phone and right behind you like that. Mwah, there we go. 
Um, I don't, I honestly, I really love both these guys a lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really think this is just like the fight of the night, a hundred percent. I do have to go with Darush. I think that That's he's just cheap. more seasoned fighter. He's got more ways to finish this fight too. I feel like he has more ways to take Sarukian out where Sarukian, I, I feel like has, is more likely to win a decision. I like that. I like that. And this is, I think Sarukian's second time in the five round fight, I believe. Well, there's Gamrot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this is his second. I think this is only his like, second. This, like, I think yeah. Benny's used to it. I don't know. And I think Benny knows like this is his last chance kind of to stay in that top three, five. If Benny loses yeah. this, like, you know, we might see uh, Benny Darush and PFL slash Bellator. So we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. don't know. Um, I, well, and I wonder too, if that, maybe this is his decline. Like he has been around a right. long time. Like, and I, like you said, who hasn't lost to Charles Oliveira except for Islam. But I like, he did like, Maybe, maybe his chin is suspect now. Maybe there's, we're starting to see the the tail end of his career coming up because he's been around a long, long time. I agree. I agree. Good point. Um, all right. Let's get it a little bit more personal with our savage one, Jillian, the savage Robertson. How great is it to see that immaculate fight poster with that beautiful new gold background that the UFC is doing it and it's you and your opponent. How beautiful is it to see that? official fight poster uh, it's just nice to like you said it's official that's yeah. it it just feels nice it feels like it's set in and i have something to look forward to there we go permanent black marker the dates in there also i don't know if you know this and i know sometimes it's so funny because like i text you some things about the your fight or your your night or your fight week you're like oh cool dave that's awesome did you see where you're at on the card yet uh no but a lot of times it's usually not finalized honestly like True. i feel like it's usually the week of that they really like show where you're at. A lot of times they just kind of put out the names until then. Right. Right. I did see it and I saw like what they think it's going to be. And I'm like, the card itself is awesome. Like the card, maybe like the main card itself isn't as big as maybe some other people might not want. And I know the co-main event people are hating already and I get it. We, 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 we talked about it off air and we'll just keep it as that. But like, the prelims of UFC 297 is like amazing. It's like four of this like must-see fights that are like all oh, the Charles Joe Jane fight, the Chris Curtis fight. Like, I got a fight poster. It's so good. Like the prelims are like the prelims of UFC 297 are better than like half the fight nights out there. It's awesome. And then of course, uh, you know, Jillian the Savage Robertson right underneath that. So come on, come on, let's go. And it's in Toronto, Canada. So they're gonna have the best fans. And they'll be there fight too. Like they'll be there. Like Canada doesn't oh, yeah. mess around. Like they'll be there. <laughs> Cannot wait. Cannot they wait. got to that. I was going to say the UFC doesn't come to Canada all that often. So I'm sure it's no. such a big deal when it happens for all the Canadian fans. Hey, this is the second time since COVID that they've been back. So it, I feel like it's definitely like a, like a special occurrence now, you know, to be able to have the UFC back in Canada. Is this the first time you fought in Canada for the UFC? I uh, know I fought in Edmonton probably like three or four years ago now. Yeah. It's my only TKO. Yeah. I, so like, the, the the elbow. I, I think Canada's my good luck charm for TKO. So we're hoping for that this time. Wow. Look at that. Wait, wait, wait. We're marking the time around a minute, hour and 22 minutes into the show. We're definitely <laughs> making that cut a video. That. Yep. That cut that up. That's a video. <laughs> cut that up. Joey the Robertson calls TKO in her fight. I like that. We're making that. 
Um, I had one other thing for you, G. Oh, no. Okay, dude. Okay. Coach Awesome, uh, President Awesome, Dana Brown. He's literally freaking everywhere. Like he, I've seen him in nine different countries in nine different days. How amazing is it? Uh, you know, how much have you been still talking through, you know, like you said, you're still in fight camp and everything of that nature. How has uh, he, you guys been staying connected in the last couple of weeks in his, uh, you know, his world journey? Uh, we've definitely stayed connected, but it's definitely been more uh, Dean stepping up these last couple of weeks where Awesome has oh. been kind of doing his own thing, to, you know, being a uh, karate combat president. Like you said, he's going around the world. He was in Vegas for Eileen's fight, then went and uh, had a meeting with Andrew Tate, then had a meeting with, uh, I believe it's like Royals over there too. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, next week, he'll finally be back to go, Chad. So, and just before leaving again, uh, December, what's it, the 15th? Not 100% of that. Yep. Uh, is the yeah, Karate Combat. Yeah. Showtime Pettis and versus Ben Henderson. Are Maddie Levine's uh, husband, Ross Levine, in the co-main event versus Sam Alvey for the championship? I cannot wait. Uh, I wanted to go to that event, but uh, the 15th, I'll be at Island Fights in Pensacola. Um, how crazy. I, I, when you said Dean, that just reminded me. I just... Can we get Dean and can we get Jose Shorty Torres and David Evans? Can we get the group back together? Can we go back down to South Florida? Can we get that group back together one time? I'm sure we could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just saw Jose for like the, uh, I saw him at the PFL live, you know, a couple months ago, but I just saw him like on socials, him doing it, his purple hair thing. I was like, Hey, Jose, do your thing, brother. Do your thing. He's going for it. I'm trying to well, copy, you know, I trust <laughs> We know G we know, we, we know the original for sure. Exactly. For sure. But, gee, if you got anything else, if not, we would, uh, you know, you can run. But uh, we always love having you on. Um, yeah, next week, we'll keep it rolling. I think next week is, yeah, next week is the pay-per-view, right, L? It's uh, UFC 296, Covington and Edwards. Yes. Ian Gary and Luke Um yep. The whole card is stacked. It's uh, it's like nine amazing fights. It's a really good card. Next For next week? Yeah, right, the UFC night? 296. Oh, no, that is better, week dude. after. Sorry. It's a week what? after. December 16th. Oh, it's a week yeah. after? December 16th, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, dude, we got to make you feel – I'm going to send you some vitamin C throat lozenges, man. Bro, it's been so bad. Like, I'm texting – I'm going to hop on a call with my nutritionist after this because I'm like, I can't figure out what's going on. I'm just trying to start fight camp, and I just – every time I start to get into the swing of it, I feel like I get sick again. Uh, that happens it, every fight camp, I swear. Like, is it like always... the same kind of cold, or is it like a different type of cold? No, it's the same thing. And it's like literally, uh, it was the end of September, the middle of October, and then now. That's the worst. That's the worst. Just won't go away. Exactly. We'll figure it out. But, dude, you're the best, Julian. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, if you feel better, if you don't feel better, take a week off. But if you do, we'll uh, love to have you back on next week. All right. I'll see you next week. All right. Later, G. Bye. Thanks, Julian. The best. It's the savage one. All right, dude, there's nothing better than a live show. It's just the best. I'm like so hooked on it. Like I cannot wait. I didn't, I cannot wait to tell people, oh, I didn't do, dude, I'm so upset. When If, if uh, I have Grant's card, L, our guest game. This is for Grant. I totally forgot. You want me and to play? Is, I'll play. This is for Jillian. Oh, you want? I'll you play. Want, you want to do Grant's or Jillian's? Either, both. I don't know. We're waiting on uh, K Rock, right? So we can't. Yeah, yeah. And you send her the link? Yeah, yeah. 
just All make right. sure she didn't text me. Nah. Um. All right. This is fun. You tell me. You, you tell me. I let you pick. Do you want to do Grant's? I'll do this Grant because I, I feel like you you pick them specifically for people. I did pick this for, especially I know Grant for Grant. Way better. So okay. Yeah. I'll do grants. All right. All right. Wait. Let me uh, let me push the buttons because I miss I miss Maddie. So. <laughs> All right. This is guess the fighter. Ten questions. I had this card for Grant Dawson. I was a bad host. We had a lot going on. We had Grant. We had Jill. We had we had four way again. It was great. But so this is for Grant Dawson. But I'm gonna give this to L Dawson. All right. Guess away. All right. Okay. Yes or no? Male or female? Oh, wait. It has to be yes or no. Is it a male? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, all right. So we got a, a lady. Um, heavier, uh, flyweight or heavier? No. Oh, so straw weight. Okay. Have they ever held a belt? No. Okay. No belt. Straw weight with no belt. Have they ever fought for a title? I don't think so. Okay. Sorry on that one. So. Don't think so. Drawway, she's never fought for a belt. Is she currently ranked? No. Is she currently active? <laughs> She, 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 she wants to, but uh, she doesn't get a fight. So she wants to fight, but hasn't gotten a fight. Nope. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, pretty tough. Does Grant like this person? <laughs> Grant loves this person. Oh, okay, okay. A female strawweight that Grant loves who isn't active and wants to fight, but can't get Grant, a fight. Grant loves her. And it's not a flyweight, it's a strawweight. You said under flyweight. Yeah. Okay. Yep, she's under, so, under a flyweight. Wait, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking of UFC fighters. That's so dumb. <laughs> that was so good. Wait a minute. That was so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh my that's goodness. hilarious! Right. I can't believe I was I was just solely on UFC. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Have you have you okay. so you never have you ever fought for a title? Uh, I mean, I've fought for an amateur belt. I wouldn't count that. I was thinking like a UFC belt. So that's why I go. I went. I was like, I'm not too sure. Spot on. Yeah, you were cool. like, you're like Grant loves this girl. I was like, oh, it's Aaron Blanchfield. No, she's a. <laughs> Because we love Aaron Blanchfield. We do love Aaron Blanchfield. Who? <laughs> I was like, she's been fighting. Who we're talking to might become on the show very soon, actually. Miss Aaron Blanchfield. That and dude, if, if we have Aaron on the show, I would and you know, uh, unless I'm traveling and I did miss two shows, and it's like crazy when I miss the shows, like uh, that's all I'm thinking about is the shows. But if I if Aaron comes on the show, I would literally bow out. It would just be you and Aaron. Like we'll just do you two guys. It would just oh, be like you two guys talking. I would love that. Yeah, it would just oh. it'd be your doppelganger. So um let's see what we had. Oh, there, there she is. Okay, do you want to introduce our next guest, your dear friend? Absolutely. Our next guest is one of my main training partners, the lovely K Rock. 
I always him. call her the Good Allen show. Iverson of MMA. She the loves Allen Iverson. Allen. Okay. She loves it. She oh, loves oh, it. I need to click. I didn't I realize you were letting me have the button. No, no, no. You don't push any buttons, L. Dawson. Okay, you are right. unbuttonless. You, you have to click the button. You are <laughs> unbuttonless. I, I turned off the entire show once on accident. What's up, K-Rock? What is up, guys? It's good to be here. Hey. Dude, we love having you, friend. It's been a little while, man. It's been a while. So uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. It's fight week. I'm, I'm just happy. Very cool. Very cool. First of all, we've been... Uh, kind of doing this it's this cliche question of course we just had a thanksgiving and a busy thanksgiving your dear friend kayla fought on friday and all but how was your thanksgiving and thanksgiving weekend we saw i think you guys were dancing all weekend long i saw a little cowboy dancing and all but how was your thanksgiving for you and uh your loved ones uh it was good you know i when you're a fighter um holidays are a little bit different so sure. of course you know all the thanksgiving celebrations were happening while I was cut cutting weight and I'm on a diet. Um, but it was really nice to get together with friends. Uh, a lot of my friends were celebrating a lot of uh, big things. My friend had a birthday, so they went out dancing. They celebrated Kayla's victory as well. So yeah, a lot of positive things happening around me. Um, I couldn't enjoy much like mac and cheese and stuffing, but after the fight, we're almost there, man. We're almost there. We'll have another Thanksgiving just yeah. for you. I actually said, like, why is everyone having all these get-togethers when I'm right. in camp? I need someone to have a cookout in Ooh. five days or whatever it is. Let's do it. I'm, I'm in. Yep, a that's all I a need. A victory cookout. A victory cookout. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. And obviously. Oh, well, go you can take it over after this. So it's funny. We had Grant Dawson. I had a sushi story with Grant Dawson. I even have a sushi story with my dear friend Kayla as well. Kayla yeah. weighed in in Biloxi, Mississippi for Icon. And dude, I love me some Kayla. Kayla was just hanging out. We're like, dude, we're all both hungry. And dude, we grabbed sushi and Biloxi together. And um and she didn't do Grant. I think she ordered one thing, like a normal human being, not like Grant ordered nine things. And we had good sushi in Biloxia. So multiple sushi stories in one show. Yeah, you're the best for that. I will never forget that. I was like kind of alone there and just weighed in. And yeah, Dave had my back. We went to eat a nice a nice uh, post-weigh-in dinner together. It was good. That's Absolutely, awesome. dude. It's like um, that, like those fights, 24, 36 hours, I, to me, are so, for me being a little bit of an outsider of it, to me, is so important. Like, there's mm -hmm. so much, like, thinking, I would assume, and so much emotions high and low and everything. So, like, the smallest things, if you can just in, pump someone up or just help someone, if it's just a hot meal, if it's just a little help of a meal, I think it goes a long way. So, it's just like, you know, that's all. But uh, that was cool. I, I love that venue. We were just in Biloxi at a different venue, but um, always a good time. Yeah. Dawson said, this is the sushi episode. A little bit, a little bit. But I'll take it away. I know we got Kambate this weekend. I just saw, I, when I saw Kayla, I was like, yeah, this is a little bit of the sushi episode. More sushi stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's fight week. I obviously know this because I see you every day, but for the people who don't, like, this fight was obviously supposed to happen several weeks ago. Um, same opponent, Andrea uh, Menises uh, on Combate. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Menises, Menises. But she uh, on Combate Global this weekend on December 2nd. 
Um, what, how does it feel having such a long camp and how were you able to make the adjustments moving forward when you've been training for I like what, 15 weeks now for this fight? Uh, uh, good question. L. Um, how do we make, we just do it. Right. I mean, so I was originally scheduled, uh, October 7th and then it was pushed back to October 21st. A week out, it was like scrapped, kind of canceled, and then quickly was postponed. So yeah, like you said, I've been in camp for like a good 15 weeks. Um, you know, there's there's been some ups and downs, of course. I pushed through injury, infection, sickness. Um, you know, there's always a lot of ups and downs as a, as a fighter and in training camps. It's very normal, but um, just staying focused on the goal, right? Uh, as you know, L, I I never really leave the gym anyway. True. So we have to make her. <laughs> I'm kind of always in camp anyway. Um, I think to be honest, the hardest part was probably mentally, just because, like, when it got canceled a week out, that was tough. I was mentally so ready to fight. My weight was good. I was, you know, doing like the last minute kind of preparations and and getting everything together. So that was definitely disappointing. It it was tough, but here we are. It's fight week. I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm just, I'm excited to fight. That's all. I'm ready to go. What are your thoughts on this specific matchup and, and what is something you want to, like you want to show in this performance? Yeah, I'm excited about this matchup. Um, I love fighting these combate girls because they're, they're tough. They're spicy you know, they're competitive, like they, they got some extra fire in them. And, and I like that. That excites me. Um, Andrea, I believe is how you say her, her name. I, I think she's like, she's got pretty decent Muay Thai. She's um, somewhat well-rounded, uh, definitely tough, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I think that I think I'm better everywhere. I do. I think that I'm a better striker. I think I'm a better grappler. I think I'm better on the ground. And she might be tough, but I'm tougher. And I think that, I think this is a good fight for me to show everything, you know, show all my skills and, and show a well-rounded version of myself. Looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, like... like <laughs> the first and I have like a two-parter kind of the first time we ever talked or the first me at least of being introduced to you was boxing like you were boxing and boxing and the jab and all that nature is that something you're still like is that your roots is that kind of the 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 essence of you as a mixed martial artist or you it's been ages since the yeah. the you know our beginning conversations to you now have you totally involved as a mixed martial artist and that's just a part of your game or at the end of it you're like hey dave if i can box with this girl for 15 minutes i would be in heaven is that is that a uh uh, not want to say your game plan out loud to the masses but uh <laughs> if you could throw the jab for 15 minutes would you be in heaven in this fight that's actually a really good question. Um, I think that my style has evolved and changed a lot kind of over the years. Um, you know, in the beginning, I was just a boxer. And then I spent a lot of time kind of rounding out other areas of my game, especially the grappling. Right. Uh, but now I almost feel like I've come back to the boxing a little bit. I think that I've 
now that I have more experience in MMA, I have been able to kind of refine those boxing skills um, in order to adapt them to MMA. So like, I think my boxing for MMA has gotten significantly better wow. over the years. Yeah. Wow. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a tough question to answer because um, like, I don't know, man. I, I'm always going to be a boxer. I love the box. I love to throw sure. hands. And I feel like that I can beat, I think I can beat the best Adam weight in the world with, with boxing. But I do think that boxing and boxing and MMA are very, very, very different skills. So different. So yeah. different. Um, my last one, and then L, you can run with it and I'll have someone jump at you. You mentioned the fight date and kind of when it got canceled or moved or whatever, you know, it, it hurt or definitely was ugh, that kind of moment. Try to express to people, and I say this all the time, like it's so crazy as, as a teacher or as a banker, even as a football player, like you have your schedule and I always joke with you about how being Allen Iverson, the, the 76ers, when the season comes, like they have their schedule and those games yeah. don't change. Like they have their schedule and it does not change. And when you're a banker and you have, oh, I have Monday to Friday or unless you ask for a day off or all of that nature, like how hard is it to be a mixed martial artist? And it's like, hey, everything is good and you're paying for this and bills are due and all this stuff. And it's fight week and I'm all good and nothing on me. And all of a sudden, four days out, three days out sometimes the day out and it's like, oh, the fight is canceled. Like there's no other profession. I feel like in the world that happens other than the fight game, it's gotta be such a, I don't want to say devastating. Cause there's other, there's real life shit. That's, you know, war and all that stuff and all that. I don't want to go that far, but it's like, it's a crazy world that you, that fighters have to deal with. No, I think people definitely underestimate the challenges of being a fighter. Um, yeah like at the lower level and not to say that there's not um challenges you know even at the highest level but like just for an example when i was i was about a week and a half out from the fight and i got really sick and i was like about to have my last sparring session i think with l or maybe it was carolina then because i was kind of like last camp but i paid like 300 dollars to get an iv so I would feel better for my last training session. And then a couple of days later, the fight got canceled. So it's like that money goes out the window. Oh, money that God. I needed, right? Like it's money I don't have. Right. And you're not going to get paid until you fight weeks and weeks later. Right. And I'm also not going to get paid. So yeah, I think, I think people underestimate how broke fighters are. I think they un underestimate how much money goes into a fight camp and, and, just how much sacrifice we make just to get to the fight healthy yeah. and strong. Um, whew. Yeah, it's tough. This is actually a really good question uh, yeah. from Dawson. He said, does Kayla find it more difficult to adjust to a short notice opponent switch or hold out and stay in camp for a delayed fight? Mm. What would you have preferred to happen here? That's that is a good question. Um, I think it would depend on the opponent. Maybe um, they're both hard, I guess, for different reasons. I'm glad that I'm still fighting this opponent. Um, I like this fight for me. It excites me. So I was definitely glad that I still had the same opponent. I would have to say I would rather ooh, it have gotten pushed back. I think I just got more time to prepare. 
more time to get more dangerous. And to be honest, like, I feel like my body has changed. Like, I've been in camp for so long, yeah. you know, on this diet that I, I'm like a real small, strong, shredded atom weight right now. Um, you I'm know, before, Kayla Harrison. <laughs> yeah, like before, you know, I had a pretty big cut and it was, and it was hard. And not to say that this will be easy, but I just think that my body has changed and, and kind of adapted to this weight class now, um, which I'm happy about. So maybe it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because um, I'm starting oh. to feel real comfortable here. Yeah. yeah. I'm small. Yeah, it's good. Sounds small. small. We're small together. Small. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's I, I understand that struggle. Having that time to diet down is is mm-hmm. honestly really important at Adam Weight. Like I've yeah. I've gone into I think I the heaviest I've ever gone into fight week was like 119. And it was I did not yeah. think I was gonna make it. Like that was absolutely brutal. And you've had some pretty I feel like your cuts have been fairly smooth, but obviously it's never easy. Yeah. They've been smooth but hard, you know, yeah. like definitely really hard on my body. Um, and a little bit inconsistent. Like that first one was really tough. Second one, a little bit better, but yeah, I think that this is definitely going to be my, my best cut. I mean, I woke up this morning, like a hundred, what was I? 113.8. I'm yeah. You cut your sodium. You're almost there. Like that's yeah. No, that's awesome. Usually time was really a good thing here. Yeah. I'm at a good spot. That's awesome. Nice. nice. Can you, you know, can you tell the people like um, how you how they can watch the fight and Kabate and all that stuff and their socials and all that nature? Yeah, for sure. So the fight is this Saturday, December second. Um, their Instagram and social media is Kabate Global, and you can watch it live on Paramount Plus. It costs money, but it's worth it. <laughs> they have some really fun cards. Really do. They, and it's like, Elvis, we were talking about it like uh, off air. Like, they put on a really good looking, mm-hmm. nice show. Like, it's, we've been to a lot of professional stuff, and there's this, this say there's other shows that are not close to Combat they, yeah. what they can put on. It's, it's a really good looking show. The production is really, really cool. It's in, yeah. like, you know, part of me doesn't like that I can't have a bunch of people come watch, but the venue is like this small, intimate TV studio. It's really cool. Um, I can hear my corners perfectly. It's nice. But yeah, uh, Combate does a really, really good job. Um, I'm happy to fight for them for sure. And when we came to see you last time, like it was, we got to basically be cage side because it is the few people that can get into the event. Like it's such an intimate experience Mm -hmm. and it is really fun to watch the fights like that. Yeah, I actually, I went to an event as a guest, as like a VIP guest, and and it was cool. I mean, I was basically sitting cage side, um, you know, could hear everything, could see everything. So it's definitely a different experience. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of when uh, Eagle FC had a show in the States. Right. It's right. that where it's pretty quiet in there and, um, you know, everyone's there just to enjoy the show. It's not like a party or, yeah. you know. Yeah chaos um and nobody's I, going there just to drink like it's people are there for the fights yeah i appreciate it i like it and kayla like i guess the last question for you and then we'll let you run we appreciate your time on fight week and all that nature if and maybe it's a hard question or maybe not is are you 
win with Combate? Are you happy? Like, are do you have a multiple fight deal with Combate? Are 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 they? Are you happy setting up with the deal with Combate? Because the last time we talked, of course, right? Like at, in Biloxi, like we're like that fight was to get you that fight into the contender series. And we're like, man, this was the the fight. And then UFC. And that was that kind of the brass ring goal. Is that still the goal or the dream or it has things shifted? Where, where are you at right now in your mixed martial arts career? Good question. So this is the last fight on my combate contract. Okay. I've been with them. This is my fourth fight with them. Uh, and it's been incredible. I love them. Um, it, it's been awesome. To be honest, I don't know what the next move is. Um, I'm completely focused on Saturday. The goal is to get a win, get a finish um, in brutal fashion. And just to kind of see what's next. I'm not sure. You know, I, I'd like to see what other opportunities are out there. Um, to be honest, I would like PFL to open up a atom weight or a straw weight weight class. I'm kind of like waiting for that to happen. One FC is always an option. Um, I wouldn't mind fighting for Brave or Ryzen um, at Adam Weight. So that'll probably be my my first look to kind of see what else is out there at 105. Um, I would also consider moving back up to 115 and uh, trying to get on the Contender Series. Nice. Very cool. Kayla, dude, it's always been a pleasure. It's a uh... I feel like it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a lot of years. Always love watching you fight. I always get your fights or watch your fights or links and pay-per-views and all that stuff. So uh, always been a big fan of yours. I cannot wait to uh, watch your stuff on Saturday. Thank you so much. Elle, you look say something. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask one more question, but if you have to run, Please. it's all good. No, go, go, go. No, I was uh, so obviously like you're super close with Kayla Harrison. You guys have have, have this long friendship. After her very dominant win over Aspen Ladd with this new crazy Bellator PFL merger, what would you like to see next for her? Would you be very upset if the cyborg fight didn't happen? Do you feel like that's the way to go? And and what are your thoughts on the merger overall? Ooh, good question. Um, hmm. So I I want to see Kayla fight cyborg. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah, I did too. absolutely. Absolutely. I, it I, needs I, to happen, Kayla. Yeah. Like it just, that's the fight that needs to happen. No, it's a super fight. It needs to happen. People want to see it. People want to see like, all right, you know, what chick is going to get this thrown for real? Yeah. Um, so it, I definitely think that's a fight to happen. Kayla definitely wants it. I promise you she wants it. Uh, she's tired of talking about it. She just wants to get it booked. And yeah, I, I I'm definitely excited to see that happen. Um, but as for the merger, I don't know, man. I, I guess we'll see. I think it's kind of exciting. I, I like the idea of the cross promotion and, and kind of seeing, you know, what champ beats what champ. Um, I think that PFL is kind of bringing a, a different dynamic to the game. And it's cool to see because it really shows us that things can change overnight. Like things can truly change overnight in this sport. Um, and you know, that's why I'm focused on going out there Saturday, getting a beautiful dominant victory and, and hopefully making some waves so we can start, um, you know, getting these promotions to put their eye on, on some of us smaller girls. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> we're on a mission. We got to put the Adam weights back on the map. Um, I know. there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us. We're fighting. Like 105 makes so much more sense than 145. Like, I agree. I so agree. much more sense. We're way more fun to watch. 
But I, and it, it was wild because we had a moment there where Invicta was just flooded with amazing atom weights. And I was like, oh, this is this is the generation that's going to get mm -hmm. like atom weight yeah. into the UFC or or Bellator. And it just never like it just kind of fizzled. So like, yeah, we need this next influx of For of sure. little girl, little tiny girls to get some big finishes, some viral knockouts. For sure. I agree. I'll start it we off. Need some more, we need some more K-Rock and El Dawson's, you know. I know. I'm not virally knocking out anybody. I'll choke people out, but I'm going to leave the, the boxing to care rock. Oh, girl, you be throwing flying knees. <laughs> you vicious. Don't let her fool you, Dave. No, tr dude, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I'm humping legs. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm L's second biggest fan. Trust me. Yep. She's ruthless, for real. Very true. Very true. Dude, I Kayla, like I said, we are huge fans of yours. We cannot wait Saturday night. Uh, Paramount Plus uh, to see you win again under the Combate uh, Global banner. And appreciate your time. The Allen Iverson of MMA, Kayla Rock. I love it. Thank you, man. It's good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Thanks, You're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. There's K Rock. Dude, I always love talking with Kayla Rock. She's the best. Been, dude, all like it's so funny. This whole show. And it's been an hour and 50 uh, minutes. I always appreciate everyone watching. And then, then this podcast will be able to be downloaded on Apple, iHeart, all that stuff uh, later on this afternoon. But, dude, Chase Hooper, I was literally at his, like, he was a 3-0 and pro at Island Fights. Um, next, dude, Grant, you know, like, Grant's my guy. Like, it's been a minute. Jillian, same thing. Like, been talking with Jillian for such a long time. Yourself, Kayla, like, these are people I've been breaking bread, AKA sushi with for like years and years and years. It's just so crazy to see like everyone as keep ascending. It's just, it's a, it's amazing what this uh, fight banana circle has been doing. I've been, I've been in involved with fight bananas way longer than I realized. Grant was like, yeah, it's been like, like a year and a half, like coming up on two years. I'm like, no, it hasn't been that long. And I was like, no, it actually has. Like it's been a minute. We're, we're starting to make some waves, Dave. Starting to make some waves. Do you? I go I, always on socials. I, you're the boss, dude. You're the boss. Fifing as boss. Not even a little bit, guys. All right. We got six minutes left on the show. I, I love ending on two hours. Let's see. What else do we have to talk about? We got six minutes left. I felt like we gave Sean Strickland enough. <laughs> UFC Austin. I, I think we can maybe close on that or anything else on the Bellator PFL. Or dude, Chase Hooper was so good. Man, I, I'm gonna send Jillian Robertson some vitamin C. Like we're gonna definitely send that too. Uh, I would have actually really liked to ask Chase kind of what he his thoughts on like these younger guys getting signed to the UFC so early now. Since yeah. he he was one of those guys, like does he think that that's what are the pros? What are the cons? You know, like that's something. If we have him on again, I'll have to remember to ask him for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome, and like he's been. Oh, there you go, Dawson. And Pakistan can I with the win? Yeah, okay. That's kind of last four minutes of the show. Let's give PFL. It's not even the merger itself because I think we've hit on that enough. Oh, let's just even talk about the card. That was the card on Friday night. Talk about maybe the winners. We talked about Kayla a little bit. But our guy, Impa Kasanganai, um, you know, he's been everywhere. He's talked about literally. Um, and, Al, I know you've been to one of the Challenger Series um, shows Impacasang and I, February, March, fought on the Challenger Series, which is their contender, right? Like their wow. uh, Dana White Contender Series. Literally one year goes 5-0 and oh in one year. And I don't, you know, the guys, yes. I don't, you don't have to throw out a number how much he got paid for that one fight, but it was minuscule. 
and in one right. year wins $1 million to fight. It's just what, one of the great MMA stories of all time. Just like insane. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic. And it is, it is cool that, cause that's something you, you can't, you usually wouldn't see in a promotion like the UFC. And that's something that the PFL can do because of the tournament structure. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't see that in a saturated weight class with like 50, 60 guys right. coming off the contender series, winning a belt at the end right. of that year. Right. But it's, so that is something really unique about PFL that they can, they can find these really talented guys and then launch them into superstardom almost overnight. And he is one of those guys. Like he absolutely has that, that star quality with his, his power. He puts together some legit highlight reels. Yeah. Also, I think another really cool thing, the main event was great. Clay Collard versus OAM. Uh, Clay Collard looks like he broke his hand round one or round two. Really close fight, but OAM won again. Guys, lightweight division, back-to-back -back years, undefeated, goes 4-0, 8-0 run, wins back-to-back -back years. And not even that, like OAM, if you ever talk to him, he's very dry, very sarcastic, very like funny. <laughs> he's very funny to me. Talked to him numerous times live and through the PFL, through like the like the the media scrums that we do. And he's like, guys, I, that's it. I'm done. Like <laughs> I won two million dollars, more than two million dollars because you get paid on thing. Like I don't need to fight again. Like I'm good. And he's one of those guys. I believe him. Like I think he never fights again. Like he, um, Sean O'Connell. Oh, just look at he. He went was was on a three fight losing streak against three tough dudes in the UFC. And he was Can like, you know what? Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Fought Alex it. Hernandez, Gilbert Burns, and then Armin Sarukian, all three in a row. Didn't yeah. get finished in any of them. And was Talk just like, had had honestly some closer fights with, with some of those guys as yeah. well. And then was just like, you know what? No, I'm going to go make some money. So good for that dude. Good for that yeah. dude. I'm so yeah. glad he won $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Henan for uh, Ferreira, Ferreira is his last yeah, name, yeah. American top team heavyweight. Yeah. Looked awesome, he won it. I loved it. He he did what he should have called out Francis Nagano. If you're the heavyweight champion in the PFL, that's what you got to do. That's, like, that's the fight that, that should be made. Yes, if yes. you want to build stu superstars, then you match those guys up. Like, I just the Deontay Wilder, I know we were talking about that, and I know you probably didn't want me to bring it up again, but the Deontay Wilder, it's fleeting. It's fleeting, and it's not going to produce as much money as they think it will. If Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou didn't make any money, there's no way Deontay Wilder and Ngannou is going to make more. You know? I know. You ready for this one? As a promoter, I hear this all the time because I'm one of my best friends in the world is a promoter. You mm -hmm. never want to book yourself into a lose-win situation. Like, if Deontay Wilder defeats his Francis Ngannou, who you've then been boasted forever, you lose. Like, you're never going to have Deontay Wilder fight again. Like, he's going to go to boxing to make $50 million in a fight. If you're the PFL, if you book Hennon versus Francis, it's a win-win. Because -win. if Francis win, you keep on promoting this. He's the baddest motherfucker alive. He's the biggest, best heavyweight ever. He defeated the champion. Like, He's the best. You have them. Like, and, and if Hennon wins, yes. Holy crap! It's like we just beat the UFC's best guy. Yes, we, we have. Got a he's chance the new baddest mother. That's it's a win. 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 It's, it's a, a win. Gold. That's like, a win. Jackpot. Like guys, you book that. You book Cyborg and Kayla. That's what I mean. Like these are pay per view made events. Like uh, like the Patchy. Like there's so many really really good fights that the PFL should do. It's just like. 
this is matchmaking 101 and this is where leadership comes in and matchmaking comes in and promotion comes in. And this is where the UFC and Dana White and Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard and, and for 20 years, these guys are, are, are geniuses and know what they're doing and promotion and promotion and promotion. And people can be upset what they want, but guys, they know what they were doing with Sean O'Malley. Come on. They know what they were doing with Sean O'Malley. They even booked the Sterling fight even tight and close and made sure Sterling didn't have eight months. They know what they're doing, guys, but they got O'Malley the title. And now, yes, they could. Uh, Marab's the guy. We all know Marab's the deserving guy, but we love Cheeto. I even love Cheeto. I met Cheeto. Cheeto's awesome. Great. Super cool guy. Awesome. Cool dude. Cheeto even has a win over Sean O'Malley. So you can't say he's not deserving. Marab's the number one guy, but like that's promotion one on one. Like it's genius of the UFC to do that. Like it's just, guys, tell me Bo Nickel doesn't go on another two, three more fight win streak. He's fighting for the title. Like it's just, it's come on, it's 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 addition. It's not they geometry. Know, they know how to create champions instead of just taking champions and and build and making money off of them. They build yeah. their own yeah. champions better than anybody else in the world. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not saying make, but it's like, you, if, uh, yeah, like, it's just, it, it, you don't want to book yourself into lose situations. Like, just imagine, like, and Cyborg's older, and like, you ready for this one? If Larissa knocks out Cyborg, and you ready? I think she will, because I think Larissa's that damn good. If she knocks out Cyborg's, like, I'm not going to pay for a pay-per-view that Cyborg just got knocked out. Like, that fight's over. Like, Cyborg is kind of mysterious. She just won. Kayla just won. She's got all the mojo. She's talking the crap. That's a pay-per-view main event. I will pay for that pay-per-view. Like, if that's oh, the main event, I will pay 50 bucks tomorrow. Like, they have pay-per-view main events lined up. It's like just A, B, and C. Sometimes it's so easy. It's so yeah. easy. You know, UFC's learning to build matchups. They see, like, the WWE. Dude, Dawson, you have been the MVP of this podcast. We appreciate you, brother. We really do, Dawson. You got some good stats. Boy, good stats. I know. We should. <laughs> like the I'm telling you, like with Pipe and us keep on building. We're gonna have like a we're gonna try to build, we're gonna buy this thing right next to us. We're gonna have like a big studio. Dawson, we're gonna fly him down from Canada. He's gonna be like behind the scenes. He's gonna be the <laughs> the callers are gonna call in. People are gonna come in. We're gonna have Dawson behind the scenes. Trust we will we'll keep on grinding with us, Dawson. We love he you. He said dude. I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happening. But guys, we did it. We went over two hours today. One, thank you, all Dawson. Thank you, Maddie Levine, for kicking butt in the first hour of the show. And then, of course, all of our guests, Chase Hooper, uh, Grant Dawson, uh, Jillian the Savage Robertson, and then K-Rock coming in at the end of the show. So pumped to have her. She's fighting on Kabate Saturday. Grant's going to be fighting in the first quarter of 2024. Jillian's fighting on UFC 297. We love that in Canada. And Chase Hooper just fought uh, just a couple weeks ago. So just a bunch of winners on this show. That's all we do. We wake up in the morning. We piss excellence. That's all we do here at Fight Bananas. Next Tuesday is going to be another great show. I think we got one guest I literally booked already, almost two. So show just keeps on rolling now. It's crazy. Let's go. Any last words? Any uh, fun things? Any uh, great? You want to, wait, 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 wait. You want to give a uh, five-minute motivational speech right now? Or a <laughs> motivational speech. You, you all want right, to, guys. You you wanna you wanna give a prayer to end the show? What do you want to do, Al? <laughs> prayer to end the show. Now, thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate y'all. Uh, this this is so much fun. We love doing this show every week. 
So it's only going to keep getting better. Let us know. Uh, comment. Send us DMs. Please let us know what you want to see on the show, who you want us to get. And if you want a specific fighter on the show, make sure you tag them in comments Ooh, so I they like know that. that you guys want to see them on the show as well. We like that. Oh, there you go. Great job. All right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Fight Banana Show live.